Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, Jill, Joe, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes. My eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E. O-N.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. What are you making? <sighs> Straight jacket for myself. Make two of them. Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I am Nayland. And um, I think one of the best ways to demonstrate love Mm -hmm. is by um, letting people know when they've screwed up. You know, um, (laughs) so because, yeah, and and the truth with love, (laughs) I mean, there's so much there's so much love in truth, I will say. There's so Mm -hmm. much love in it. yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. And um, listeners, uh, on on this day, <laughs> so happy to yeah. be with y'all and to be talking through this podcast to to you all. Um, in Nayland, uh, you know, today is yet another special day in U.S. history, mm. quote unquote. Mm. And I said this off podcast, but I'm so happy, so happy to talk to you. <laughs> On this day, to you know, distract me from C-SPAN um, and other historical proceedings, uh, to be able to talk with yeah. you about this, you know, this loving, this labor of love that is Project. Yeah. Love. <laughs> well, I'm I'm super happy to talk to you too, Ernez, and and um, you know, this is the first um episode that uh has been recorded post coup attempt right and um and we were just talking um a little bit before we began about um the current moment that we're in and i started thinking about this episode and then also started thinking about it's it's a cliche at this point that um reality television has a lot to answer for in our current um in our in our current world um and i think one of the things is that it's done is um and we sort of talk we've talked about this in going back to this season mm-hmm. is that um this is one of the places where the show really started to lean into um demonstrative conflict yeah where it started to feel like people were really cast 
um, because they uh, they would have conflict and a bunch of the the narratives in um, over over the individual episodes have really been um, built on a particular conflict and and on stoking people's anger and um, and what we saw last Wednesday at the Capitol was basically a leader, you know, stoking his own feedback loop um, who uh, gathered together a mob, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, harangued them in person and then went home to watch what they did um, at his bidding on TV. Yeah. And we saw that mob um, incessantly filming themselves and then, uh, and then broadcasting that, um, to the world. And, and one of the things that seems sort of striking about it was how sort of aimless many of the participants seemed once they actually got into the Capitol. Hmm. Um, and in part, I think it's because uh, so many people are um, seeing the ways that social media sort of mirrors their actions without um, any sense of what might happen above and beyond an action. Yeah. And so we so you know we hear leaders afterwards going like this isn't us this isn't what we do um and in the same way that we hear individuals going like that's not me mm-hmm. um that's that you know if you knew me that's not the sort of person i am that it's like and so there's this weird um uh double uh unconsciousness like the desire to see something happen and to see it happen in televisional terms of here's a giant conflict and then we just we just fix it immediately mm-hmm. by the end of the episode. Um, and then at the same time, a sort of inability of people to grasp the concept, the concept of consequence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there is it's really such an uh, at the same time, it's tragic and it's fascinating. It's interesting, and it's dangerous. Like the in terms of this phenomenon of, um, you know, just entering reality without this edit, without an edit. Because um, mm-hmm. we we talked about, you know, we so producer and I talked last week about um, this fight between Ken and Helen, um, and mm-hmm. we, we go a little bit more into it this week with conflict um, with stares and conflicts with stereotypes and things like that but there is but you know we talk all the time <laughs> and sometimes you have to bring me back into the production of this of you know that there are cameras here um where things were um were pre-planned mm-hmm. um and and i and you know we're in us in uh in a part of history where these things have been on television for so long. There's a whole generation of people who are who have been brought up through um, 
the beginnings of reality television and it's gone to the point where um, there are certain things that I think people really have integrated as reality. I mean, we, we, we you know, mm-hmm. that's been demonstrated, but that there is this forgetfulness about the production of it, about the, the fiction of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think about how, you know, as a photographer, I think about photography in that sense as well, that mm-hmm. photos aren't, fiction i mean photos are fiction photos aren't facts um Mm -hmm. and because it's only a slice and it's a part of it and it's also contextualized and mitigated um so is now a lot of realities for people they're heavily mitigated Mm -hmm. and if you can't tell the difference between that or if you're not interested in that if you're aware you're not interested or if you're manipulating that it's incredibly dangerous Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know well, I think that's a, I, I think that's a really um, excellent point. That that, you know, it it's not that photographs are lies. It's that photographs are a potential tool to get to a truth. Right. But um, but they are not in and of themselves automatically the truth. Yes. Yes. You know that that. And I think that, um, you know, Trump is a is a media creature who has always cared about images, but also like understood that there's a way of um, talking past the images. Mm -hmm. Right. So that it's always it it's it's um uh like there's always the period of explaining mm-hmm. right and and throughout his administration there were all of these enablers who were like oh well the president said that like you have the footage of the president saying that but really what he meant was xyz or that's he does that when he's blah 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 or that you know that mm-hmm. like in the what feel like the early benign days right um and uh, it's in part it's because of the experience on on reality television where the there's there's what happens in front of the cameras and then there's the edit that arrives at the audience mm-hmm. and the desire to be able to control the edit to get the outcome you want regardless of what happened in front of the cameras is the you know is the thing that seems to drive his um self-image totally yep (laughs) to to even talk about it in terms of that so so well you know in very practical terms as an edit um is so (laughs) it's like it makes me so frustrated um because Yeah. yeah that's what it is and and it's sort of i i used to live with um, this woman who produced reality television on, I think she produced TV on, or, or she uh, edited t- um, a show for TLC that was supposed to come on TLC, but it didn't really make it. Um, and to hear her talk about how narratives are, are crafted. Um, I knew, I know how to edit video, um, but mm-hmm. kind of talk, talking to a professional, um, I didn't realize just how the editors had such a, 
monumental uh, stake in the story that, you know, sometimes they're, they're crafting it all. They're finding an arc um, and even kind of, you know, we will get into this episode, but getting back to this episode in terms of finding arcs and finding uh, conflict and trying to craft these relationships in a way that um, sometimes if you look really closely are, are contradictory, uh, you know, cause there are these moments, you know, bringing it back to project Grumley, there's, there are certain moments between um, two quote unquote characters who interact with each other in a way that they allow us to see them without conflict that can be confusing if you don't catch it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I don't know what they're relying on us as, as, as viewers to kind of, suspend enough disbelief that we still kind of hold um, the narrative that they're crafting for us, that they're editing for us to see rather than going, I think that there's a lot we're not seeing that there, there is quite a bit of footage on the cutting room floor. You practically, these people are in the workroom 12 for 12 hours. <laughs> this show is only an hour and a mm-hmm. half, um, you know, uh, broadcast an hour and a half. So there's so much more that we're missing and to fill in the blanks, to think, to kind of, let them fill out as human beings and to understand what my role is as a viewer of this kind of, you know, this highly produced quote unquote reality television show and, um, and, and, and not necessarily get pulled into what the editors and the producers are trying to craft and create. It's really hard to do that. Um, Especially if you want to enjoy the show and especially if there are, feelings or or things within you that they're pricking at that you know because there are studies you know we 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 do become more engaged with things if we're angry about them if we're passionate whatever Mm -hmm. passion means so if you're Mm -hmm. someone like if you're someone who understands how to edit a reality in order to inflame those passions and if you if you cast a show to have a very have very impassioned people um you know you're kind of setting you're setting up we're being set up um, in a, a myriad numbers of ways, but we're also having to do a lot more work to ground ourselves in reality. And it's sometimes really difficult depending mm-hmm. on the situation. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and, and we have had at this point, at least a generation of, of, um, people seeing the fact that you can be an ass on TV and still go on with your life. Right. And that does, and that does not mean failure. Right. Like being, being known as a mean person on TV no longer means that you are a failure in your life. Right. Yeah. And so the, and so if you, if, you know, Tons of people now think like, well, if I'm it, you know, rather than dealing with like the, you know, the 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 fallout of my actions, I'll just make sure that they're on TV because people who are who are jerks on TV, like Mm -hmm. seem to continue to get along. I mean, let's not forget that Omarosa was a member of this administration. I immediately thought about her. (laughs) You said (laughs) me. I immediately thought of her. Yeah. I mean, I, I and, yeah, go and ahead. for no for no discernible amount of expertise, except for the fact that uh, she had notoriety. Yeah. Not because she has had 
any kind of government experience, which she'll front it with. It's like, yeah, it, a part of it is, um, yeah, what what you have, this persona that you've edited or have been edited into because mm-hmm. of your time of reality reality TV. Um, oh gosh, right. is is at this point like your brand? Right, right. You know. Um, and that is that is a thing that politicians look at really carefully in our in our current moment. And it also is, um, un, un, you know, unfortunately, um, the thing that mobs look like, right, yeah. you know, look to at this at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I mean, this comes back around to Project Runway, because if you look at the beginning of of this episode, like we get two big things. I mean, aside from the montage, the last week montage, mm-hmm. um, the first things that we hear are basically, um, you know, the question about like, well, how do you feel that Karen's gone? Or, and, and Jeremy being like, well, she fucked up time for her to go. And then we hear about, um, you know, we hear Jeremy being dismissive about another contestant, mm-hmm. and then we hear um, Ken talking about how um, guarded he is and how the guns are out and mm-hmm. how it's it's you know it's it's he has to watch his back. Yeah, yeah, his walls are up uh, because it's definitely getting to be more competitive. So trying to ramp it up even more right. from right. last week. And again, and I, so I, 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 I'm so glad you noted this because I, I wrote this down and you can tell that those remarks are edited together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like they sat him down for five minutes and he said this whole thing. They probably, it sounds like they clipped together like three different mm-hmm. interview moments to put together this Ken, um, statement of how, uh, yeah, no, he's, um, yeah. uh, feeling super competitive. It's like, okay, we get yeah. the point. And and the and and let me just say also here that um, the Project Runway camera loves Ken. <laughs> loves Ken Cause Ken's because Ken's face. Yeah, Ken yeah. Cannot. But, yeah. Yeah. He and, can't help and, it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and 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 so. Um, so the the underlying narrative of this episode is um is Ken an angry black man mm-hmm. who is so unstable that um you never know when he's going to go off or can he come back from that yes and and that is the thing that runs throughout this entire um episode oh yeah oh man and and the hook that they hang that on ernez is well i mean i that maybe not to maybe not to go there just yet Mm. um but it but after we we hear about um you know uh ken ken pulling out the guns and saying let the games begin Mm -hmm. Um, we go to, um, the runway. Yeah. 
and out comes Heidi and uh and what happens uh I mean Heidi comes out and she's giving the whole challenge because this is the part where she you know doesn't really give us any clues but um you know kind of asking all the designers how do you feel we're getting close to the end are you feeling surprised that you've made it this far Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're still here Mm -hmm. and um also gives them this idea that they're going to have the morning off and of course, yeah. like no one believes it. This is another thing. No one believes Heidi. Everyone, is, like Brayden also says this, says what we're all thinking. I don't trust Heidi because what she says mm-hmm. is she's like, oh, since you all have been working so hard, you deserve the morning off. And she's arranged for them to have a relaxing Southern mm-hmm. style brunch. Yeah. At this place called Juliet. I don't really know if that's a Southern style uh location but that's that's essentially a, the opening of the it's challenge. a restaurant in Williamsburg um you know looks super nice yeah i don't i don't know if their um you know their 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 fare looks pretty standard um sort of bistro-y so yeah. maybe maybe the south that they're thinking about is vaguely louisiana <laughs> um uh, since it's sort of Frenchy in appearance, but yeah. anyway, um, uh, you know, another, another possibility for those of you who want to come to New York and do your project runway a pilgrimage tour. trip. Yeah, um, I'm tour. sure they do not have, uh, interior dining at this point. Um, but still like food looks good. Yeah. Like a, a little takeaway. <laughs> Some of that. I mean, because I, I thought yeah. the the place inside was so beautiful and what a contrast to how they were all feeling um, mm-hmm. because everyone is clearly on edge. The inside, the interior yeah, is like this because... pastel green. It's beautiful. There's fake ivy on the wall. There's white hydrangeas in water like mm-hmm. they're at a wedding or something <laughs> on the table. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but they know... Th- they they know the drill. Like this is Project Runaway. So yeah, yeah. They have they have been living inside the abusive house for long <laughs> enough now to know that just because you know mom <laughs> said something nice to you, it doesn't mean that you have to that you don't have to watch out for like the moment that you know her diet pill wears off and she's <laughs> screaming at you to run again. <laughs> right and like it's like yeah they just had to like they just had to design something for heidi's line right so they're you know they're yeah of course they don't trust her they're wonderfully spooks i i just kind of felt like oh (laughs) i mean i've seen this episode before but i really did feel like there was a possibility that one of those walls would have collapsed around them and You'd find out that they're actually in the middle of a mood or something. Or something. Right. Like Lou's warehouse well, in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've gone out to Coney Island and then turned out they had to think about, you know, frozen yogurt. Yeah. And they've gone down to the meatpacking district and it turned out they had to think about a car. I mean. And, and worry about like a, you know, worry about some other wallpaper thing. And yeah. it is kind of hilarious at this moment that like 
now they're all so freaked out that they're just all looking around like everything in this space. They're going like, do we have to design with that? What if there's a birdcage over there? Maybe we have to do something with the birds. Because Jeremy what, uh, looks at the they... taxidermied birds and like, I've got dibs on that. I'm going to use those yeah. uh, dead birds in mine because this is going to be yeah. definitely be an unconventional challenge. I mean, look at this place. There's so much stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's like because it is really like literally like they're nonstop. Like, do we have to do something with this car? We're we're like. Uh. I mean, yeah, but I mean, of course, um, they're they're having this wonderful conversation, and then Tim Gum comes in and puts them out of their misery. They're just like, hey, great, good. Like, there is a reason why yeah. we're on edge. Um, and and. I know, like the music sting when Tim walks in is literally like a clap of doom. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, that's the cage slamming shut again. And it's like, it gets worse, guys. Don't worry. I mean, and Tim is like, I'm not going to do a Heidi and mask your mask this horrific thing I'm about to make y'all do in this wonderful smile and this, cute, this really cute daunting package like oh no we didn't bring you here just to brunch and relax Heidi told you that oh Heidi was very mis or you know Heidi was just being Heidi uh I'm Tim Gunn I'm here to drop the hammer and here is a challenge (laughs) he's like I'm I'm just seeing this now Mm -hmm. yes Tim shows up to give him this challenge um Ernest take a look at the tie that Tim is wearing yes I see that tie think about that for later on no i okay this is okay i have a note about this i have a note about this hold on to that thought about that tie all right because the challenge is tim starts off with a little clue where he's like you know i hope you were looking around no jeremy we're we're not gonna take down all the decor and make it into like some wedding dress so you can't touch the dead birds But you don't have to you don't have to like use the leftovers of your avocado toast to construct an evening you, gown. You can eat it. You don't have to sew with it. You can put it in your mouth and have your stomach digest it and you don't have to use it. It's not material for your sewing machine today. But um he uses these words. Um he get he goes, I hope this experience has been lovely, civilized, mm-hmm. and relaxed. Because those are the qualities that describe the woman that you'll be designing for, which is a modern Southern woman, and more specifically, the Belk customer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he continues describing this Belk mission, which is about this woman who is vibrantly and expressively dressed always fashionably put together she knows how to use accessories off that wall and she loves colors and anything with a feminine detail um so this is hard um because before this episode aired in you know the 20 teens i had never heard of belk um Mm -hmm. belk is you know anything we've talked about before it's a department store that's region is southern so for a lot of people, mm-hmm. if you haven't shopped in the South or you've never been there, you don't live there, you never driven down there, and then you, I don't. This is like an introduction to Belk as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, what is interesting here is we hear this idea of a of a modern Southern woman, um, 
And it's uh, immediately so many of the designers do not do this or think that they don't do this. And some of the other designers we hear from are like, okay, I think I can pull from these parts of my background. And we have Ken, who was the only designer who lives in the South. Um, Although still kind of negative. He's just like, "Mm mm-mm. This ch- no, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. But in his talking head, says it's ideal for him because he's a resident. He says I am as being a, being a resident of the South. Right. Being I the only designer day. who is currently a resident of the South. Yes, I see this woman every day of my life, and so and then we have Dom, whose mom is from New Orleans. So mm-hmm. and and who has um and as. Of, as a person who was raised by two Louisianans, <laughs> like I can relate to Dom that her upbringing was very Southern, uh, mm-hmm. even though she grew up in Philly. <laughs> like she was mm-hmm. probably raised like she was from Louisiana. So that's what she's pulling from. And we then we hear from some other designers who are just not, who are kind of terrified, I would say, because it's a one day challenge and they're asked to create a day or evening look. And they get 30 minutes to sketch in Juliet, and their suggested budget is 200 to $240. So they will be going to mood again. They don't have to use the sticks or the fake plants lining the walls. Um, these are beautiful <laughs> sticks and, and fake plants, I have to say. Like, I, you know, no shade. It's I, yeah. I love the and inside they, of it. Yes, and they have, and they have a suggested um, 200 to $250 oh, um, yeah, price lift. Yes, I don't know why it's two forty. Cash limit yeah. for um for their um continually pointless <laughs> um uh go bank cards. Oh man! I mean, spoiler for the rest of this season, folks. The the um total amount of three thousand dollars on your go bank card means nothing for, <laughs> for this season. <laughs> Like, if you thought that that was a plot point that was being seeded for later on, no. Yeah, like, someone would get caught in mood and, like, I don't have any money. <laughs> Can someone wire right, me exactly. some? Or, yeah. I have so much money left, I'm going to spend $2,000 on this. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, what happened with the what happened with the remainder for those eliminated designers? I know. You know how Sue – I feel like the deeper we get into this, Sue's approach, fine. Why not spend yeah. four hundred dollars when your suggested budget <laughs> yeah. is two? Why not? Mm. <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> um, all right. Well, so they do have some time to sketch, and mm, they have half an hour. They have half an hour in this beautiful little uh, Juliet, and they spread all over the place. We do get to see a little bit of ten- of Ken, who is conceptualizing a purple maxi dress. And thinking of it as, I think he said a dressed down look for lunch or brunch and or a dinner date. Like something you could dress up for a dinner date. And I was like, what? <laughs> this feels flipped. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's the, I think he at first is just talking about the dinner date. Yeah. Because it, it felt very evening and also, but again, um, I have been to yeah. brunch locations in New York, and people dress up for brunch here. So I know they yeah. dress up for brunch in the South. Um, yeah. Um, Alexander, uh, <laughs> you know, says <laughs> that that he doesn't dress like a modern Southern woman. He dresses like a modern '80s woman. 
So that, which is, you know, good on Alexander for getting some getting some quality material into the confessional. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it's always wonderful to see and I'm I was just kind of delighted by Alexander's struggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very delighted this whole episode by that. Yeah. Um yeah, we have to hear from everybody uh, I mean clearly this episode and the and the the sponsoring of the of the accessory wall was part of Belk's plan to move into a sort of nationwide like to expand yes, their business. Definitely. Right. Um so this is their big push but but it it is weird to me that um they spend so much time with the designers talking about how they don't get it. <laughs> that's a good like, point. I feel like oh yeah, no, that's that's actually was my favorite part of it, which is why I didn't make note of it of how it is kind of strange for Belk and Belk's image. Because I feel like now that you bring that up, I think this entire season the editors have been shading Belk. Having Tim come in and look so disdainfully at the Belk accessory wall every single challenge and then having the judges kind of always talk about mm, those shoes. I don't know. I just I think there's mm-hmm. there's like a low key um, there's a low key opinion of, of of Belk being kind of a difficult brand to work with in fashion, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't have feelings one way or the other. They haven't seemed like exciting accessories, but no, then again, rare, the accessory role rarely does. No, because to me, it's like having, do you remember Robinson's Maid? That's a West Coast thing. Mm-hmm. But, sure. Yeah, because Robinson's Maid, yeah. which is no longer around, Macy's took it over. But right. I remember. It became Mako and then yeah. and then got taken over by Macy's. Yeah. yeah, but it's sort of like that. Whenever I saw, when I was like, oh, oh, that's what Belk is. But wait, isn't it kind of like having Robinson's May as your accessory wall sponsor? And, you know, it's just like a mid-level department store. So I'm not surprised Mm -hmm. that these are the things that they had to choose from. So, you know, that's just what it is. Um, Anyway. um, Yeah. So they're all openly confounded (laughs) by this challenge. So, yeah. So they sketch, they get in the car. Braden is um, so is uh, teasing, um, you know, is is asking Ken about the modern Southern woman, and Ken's like, I don't know any, I don't know any modern Southern women, Ken... and and is and and then is like, I'm not telling you anything. I mean, because it's like everyone's like, so who is she? Do you know who she is? And Ken's like. He pulls out straight up Mariah Carey and just shakes his head. He's like, I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> the other thing, like watching this through again, I re- I, I was like, um, for most of these exchanges in the vans, if you look at the window of the van, mm-hmm. they're not moving. <laughs> so they clearly do a setup <laughs> like like literally they're parked. Yeah. So they so they clearly do like a setup in there to get some back and forth. You're about, right. Yeah, because when they're moving it. they hardly ever really talk. Yeah, and also there's more people in the van. Like the van is full. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting 
little look in there because they're coming. Yes, because they're coming from they're coming over the bridge. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's not that's not very uh, easy to shoot. So yeah, um, and also it's a sunny day. Anyway, this is you know just thinking about lighting and balancing that off. Anyway, <laughs> so so Ken keeps his mouth shut, and I'm also wondering if this was put in there as a way of showing Ken as kind of a hypocrite in our in our minds because of the huge blowout with Helen last episode where Helen was um, withholding of information and here Ken is withholding of information. But in this, at this point, I think this is clearly strategic because they all heard the same thing. Um, well, and it's all like, let the games begin. Right. It is. Right. It it's, very much so is. I could see Ken being like, all right, if that's the way that we're going to play, if Helen hmm. is going to be, you know, and, and we did get a little bit in at Juliet of Helen, like needling, you know, sort of, sort of teasing um, uh, Kate about the oh, amount of food right. she was eating. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, just, just, and and some of that I believe is genuinely playful. Like yeah. they do, like they are. Like I'm, I'm sure that Braden is like teasing Ken a bit. Um, you know. Yes in in asking about it but it's but it's again how this all sort of hangs together as a story mm-hmm. is um is more about heightening the tension between everybody yeah yeah um, yeah so they get over to mood tim is there and reminds them we that get... they have 30 minutes and two to 250 on their go mm-hmm. debit card yes and it's like modern southern woman go you know yeah and we do actually get a we get a a reverse shot with swatch um occupying the same location as the designers (laughs) i missed that (laughs) like yeah like like all the designers are there at a group at the front counter near the button section and swatches like splayed out in front of them what i saw Oh, Swatch. Swatch, oh, I feel like that's the maddest that we've ever we, I can imagine Swatch's face being like, seriously? This is my spot. You guys weren't supposed to shoot today. Why are there so many people still here? <laughs> oh, so sweet. But also maybe um, Swatch is playing with Tim and is like, you guys are ruining my Tim time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We had a whole fetch thing going last week. That was really fun. What's going on? And so then uh, hopefully they um, gingerly walk around Swatch because Swatch isn't moving. And uh, I totally missed that part. But Dom goes to get a silk print in a a silk print section. And she because she finds this print that looks exactly like her sketch because she had sketched Mm -hmm. out this idea of using like vertical lines and um, found a print. That looks just like it. Yeah. So I just had to note that. But yeah, they're all looking for prints. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> running around looking at looking at prints, and because um, a modern southern yeah. woman loves prints, I guess. Right. So, but uh, Ken also wants to use prints, but then sees that everyone else is using prints, so he runs to get mm-hmm. some color. Uh, right. Just a block of color. Hmm. Um, and then finds this what I call like a middle purple. It looked just plain old purple on, on my screen, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, looking for something that works well with all skin tones, essentially was why it yes. has a purple. Yes. 
Um, and and then we get into the what's our other drama here? Oh my God, it's a clash of the tartans. Once again, part two. Um, part two. That's that's <laughs> our other story. Is that um, it? Turns out that Alexander and Braden both grab similar um, similar prints. Yeah, yeah. And someone else too. There's one more person. Uh, Vic- Victoria gets a no. um, gets a bunch of different prints, but the main one that she gets is a weird sort of almost looks like a denimy, almost oh. gingham-y Yeah. One. But you you called Alexandria Victoria. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, sorry. Vicky um yeah yeah no she she gets it we don't really see it until after they get into the workroom just to kind of like see how bad this Clash of the Tartans part two is Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah it's it's you know here's the it's not I don't it's not drummed up drama the way I you know they drum it up for themselves because this is the real drama this is this is the yeah. drama that you don't Brayden, have to drum up. Brayden starts freaking out about the about the plaid. Yeah. So here's here's what I was gonna say. Um, if you look at that, uh, if you look at Tim's outfit when he announces it, both Braden and Alexander basically pick a fabric that is Tim's tie. Yes. Pretty much. And I would like to say, go. You know, do you have any other thoughts on this? I'm, I'm thinking I should hold back on my comment. I'm going to hold it. You know, Tim, the modern Southern woman. I'm telling you, Tim's (laughs) from DC, which I, you know, there is a lot of debate (laughs) whether or not DC is a Southern state. Yeah, is is a DMV, but it's technically underneath that line. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. in a way. Uh, I do consider Tim to be the epitome of a modern, a modern Southern woman. Just, you know, like I think, Mm -hmm. I think Timothy, I think Tim Gunn, why am I calling him Timothy? I think Timothy uh, James Gunn, I'm I'm just making that up. Tim Gunn is a really good example of that kind of sensibility in in my opinion. If you want to go there, fine. I feel like DC counts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, you're right. They kind of looked at it fixated on it i think because they both really liked his tie and uh it really kind of hooked into their unconscious and i think yeah. they kind of mind melded with tim's tie and that's just what happens it's fine yeah it's well this works. season has a lot of has a there's a lot of tie influence a lot of it um so many bow ties so many bow ties all right well uh ready to go back to the workroom <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. So we go back to the workroom. People are unrolling their their things. Um mm-hmm. we get a we get more uh notions of people's discomfort with this challenge. <laughs> Cause right. Alexander starts off goes like, uh I don't know if I maybe I've been to the South like once or twice, maybe. I don't know. I don't understand. And and Helen's looking around and She's just so incredibly dismissive of this out. She's like, yeah, I think this girl that I'm designing for is going to cot- a cotillion. That's like a Southern thing, right? It's just not just in the movies. Is that like, is that right. Southern? We, and, 
and this is and and um those of you who uh who are drinking every time we get a we get a ken reaction shot first of all don't do that you're gonna make yourself really really oh sick oh my god you're gonna get plastered but you would want to take a shot now yeah i mean it's it's like uh oh my god what a way what what a what a Okay, the timing is so uncanny. If you really want to piss Ken off, then you have a southern a, de- a whole challenge dedicated to the South, and have him be the only person who's actually from the South, um, from from the deep South. He's from Alabama, so because Helen has this sunflower like lace, it's a huge flower print lace, and she has this very what I call sunshine yellow or super yellow, <laughs> mm-hmm. and. It's almost like the way she's talking about it. I don't even know if Helen, it seems like Helen is approaching this from a little bit of um, disdain, like, or a little bit of dismissiveness. Like, I guess this Mm -hmm. is what this person would like because she makes it very clear. I don't do this. So. Yeah. I I mean, this is not like, you know, she is, she's, she's really comfortable with like, you know, um, uh, black intricate cuts, tailoring, mm-hmm. like, you know, a very kind of sculpted thing. And what she's decided to make is something that looks like it would have been worn, you know, um, in, in, at the end of the Stepford wives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like another maxi dress that has like a yellow dress underneath a uh, a white um, lace. Yes. In the in the shape of big flowers. Very very um, big flowers. <laughs> it's such a yeah yeah flower later print. Yeah. It's very pretty. I would say I, it was such an intricate lace because it's. She was going for sunflower, a sunflower idea or some sunflower like, and it really kind of does look like an abstracted sunflower. I I didn't know that Mood had lace or had lace like this, um, but yeah, so that's what she has. Um, so so next, Tim comes back in, but walks in with who I'll describe as being Jeremy's more American and more dazzly twin brother, who's also clad in pink. <laughs> A.K.A. John Thomas. Uh, John, Jeremy's J. I'm still not convinced that they are not related, even though they have very different accents. Um, John Thomas is executive vice president of private ban- private brands at Belk. Mm-hmm. And is there to announce a little bit more of a prize because the winning look will be sold and produced at Belk and Belk.com. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's only there very briefly, but yeah. it's so enough it's of the a time second one the of those in a row. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's the second manufacturing prize or yeah, just like a mainstream commercial prize that we have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hmm. I don't, is it only the second one this season? It's definitely the second one in a row because last week was Heidi's. I'm trying to remember if there's something else that was produced. I don't know. 
I don't think so. Oh, I think there were some yeah. opportunities. Like the I think the bow tie challenge, like they could have done that as an auction or something, but they didn't. I don't think they did. Right. Yeah, so far. Um, listeners, let us know if we missed something. <laughs> if we if please. we screwed up. This season feels like it's already been going on forever. I mean, I mean how many but it's <laughs> like how because many... everything on earth feels like it's been going on forever I know. the past few months. And I'm I'm and I have to say, with them sprinkling so many unconventional challenges where nothing can be manufactured, then I'm pretty sure we're I, mm. I think we're good. I think we're okay. I don't think they have yeah. had enough opportunities to do this. Um, but you know, thinking again, this kind of makes up for all those unconventional challenges, I have to say. So let's see here. So the designers are buoyed by this. It, I think it right. puts a little bit of a fire underneath them because they're, mm-hmm. they're just swimming in questions about what is this? Who is this? Who is that man? Who is this right. important? So, um, Alexandria so- is also in, in, in particular, like, this is wonderful. I would love to get that prize, but I don't. I don't know who a Southern woman is. Like I'm, I'm all North, <laughs> like the Northiest yeah, person exactly. in this workroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. next we have Dom and Ken. And I think mm-hmm. Jeremy is in the room with them. They're all, they're on a lunch break on a food break. And this is where Dom and Ken are able to air their grievances about the plaid in the room and uh, it's about to get very southern up in here. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, so for them, I I think it's both of them, because um, I think it it goes between Dom and Kim talking with one another, sort of venting, and also in their talking heads, um, being like, seriously, you guys all think that southern women want to wear picnic tablecloths? Like, what is up mm-hmm. with this? It's so stereotypical. And Ken is like, this is not some little house on a prairie challenge. Like, who, like, when are you designing for? This is for a modern Southern woman. Southern, the Southern woman we know would never wear plaid. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, also, Dom, in the midst of this conversation, talks about how unsatisfied she's she's been with being safe. She's been safe a lot, and especially especially with this challenge and. Um, with the previous challenge, with the prizes being so huge, she's very frustrated that she's been safe and, and got nowhere near the prize, even though she had done so much work. So Dom, at this point, without a lot of opportunity for feedback, you know, good or bad, is correcting herself because she's like, well, maybe the problem is I'm over-designing. So well do is I won't use the print that I found that looks exactly like the sketch that I made in my head. I will dismiss mm-hmm. that print and I'll just use the colors that I have and go for minimal. I'll make a minimal maxi dress with solid colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have what I thought was a really hilarious conversation between Ken and Alexander where. Uh, yes. I, I love this. Cause in thinking about um, the point you brought up about this narrative of Ken being like this, you know, a very like simmering, constantly angry black man. Ken mm-hmm. and Alexander have had wonderful back and forth, and I thought this was really funny because mm-hmm. Alexander, who is just so confused, is like, "So Ken, how do Southern girls wear their hair?" And Ken's like, mm-hmm. "I like uh, like normal girls." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you uh, talking about? Not like 
you, you elfin, <laughs> like, shaved eyebrow, you know, uh, tribute to Klaus Nomi, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to think, I'm like, Alexander, like, what kind of shows on Broadway have you designed for? And, you know, I'm pretty sure, not saying that. I don't know, but I'm just like, can you pull from anything? And what I love here is that Alexander is trying to pull from something. He's just like, well, I'm just kind of thinking of, and then Ken comes in with Gone with the Wind, which I thought was shade. (laughs) Shade, shade, shade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you thinking about your Southern concept of Gone with the Wind? (laughs) I, I mean, I think the other part of that is that you could think about, like, in part, Ken's mind is going like, yeah, this is a real like Scarlett O'Hara type dress you're trying to make here out of this, <laughs> out, out of what would be the drapes maybe in somebody's house. Oh, so many layers. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but um, yeah, it's, so then um, Ale- Alexander goes, no, no, steel magnolias. Like, <laughs> of, course, of course, an 80s reference like from Alexander. The other... <laughs> the other southern thing that that um that gay men know (laughs) yes an iconic i mean it's and it's also i it's it's like you know from the 80s so of course that's alexander's reference it's super it's 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 an iconic gay reference and it's also very 80s which is very you know 1980s not 1880s or 1780s, which would also, I think, qualify to be in Alexander's aesthetic. Because, again, he's a vampire. Mm. I do believe so. That's true. Um, So, yeah. And uh, Ken's comeback to that. It's like, oh, Steel Magnolias? I'll do it. I love it. It's like, Steel Magnolias. Well, you can still be at the bottom with that Magnolia. <laughs> Hilarious! So freaking quick! I love it. I was like, "Can we have a Ken yes. and Alexander show? This would be great." Yeah. Um, man, and and so then it's Tim time. It's Tim time, and this is where uh he goes to Alexander, and this is where um this idea of of oh my god, is this okay with plaid? I think this is the same thing that happened with the Clash of the Tartans. I don't know. I think Tim went to Alexander first and sort of the same. Had to, you know, uh, uh, put out the fire of anxiety that was just clearly coming through Alexander. And the same thing here where Alexander explains that he's building a bodice and draping the fabric over it. So obviously Mm -hmm. this is day, right? For Alexander, mm. only Alexander, I think, can can conceptualize and think of a day dress being a bodice with a lot of draping. Because Tim is like, oh, this is evening. And Alexander's like, no, day. <laughs> I mean, day. <laughs> of course, sir. Like, come on. Um, and then Alexander's just like, well, I'm, you know, I mean, it's not a it's not a picnic dress or, you know, go to the forest kind of thing, whatever they do down there in, in the south. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. They go, yeah. They go to the woods. They go. To um, the it's woods. the swamp, they like... sir. They don't go to the. It's the swamp. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the bay, the bayou. They go down to the bayou, and uh, 
you know, it's so funny. It's yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it so much. How going to have big fun. <laughs> Um, but also how I think maybe Alexander was also thinking about a very chic picnic table <laughs> when he chose his fabric um, on top of Tim's tie. So, yeah. But anything to say about Alexander? Because. Uh, no, you know, I, it's, um, it, you know, throughout all of this, um, we keep getting more cuts to Ken. Please don't take a drink. Um, there's, um, y- you know, um, then we, who else? Oh, we get a little bit of, we get a, a, a couple of cuts to Brayden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Cause Brayden is so, he's eyeing the, like, you know, eyeing from afar, seeing what yeah. Tim says about Alexander's prints. Cause he's yeah. so insecure about being a part of the plaid party. I'm like, let's just like have a plaid party. It's fun. Let's just do it. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, because this is the interaction. So Tim goes to Brayden next. And again, Brayden's like, oh my God. So Tim, like, I'm so concerned about this plaid. And that's where Tim is like, look at what I'm wearing. I mean, I love yeah. plaid. I love yeah, yeah. it. So, um, but Brayden's also worried that the what he's been doing so far, which is 50s, like he's trying to do a nod to the 50s. He's worried mm-hmm. if it's becoming two fifties and trying to, and I think also we have to remember, because I, I frequently forget that Brayden has been on the bottom, um, a lot, or I would say relatively a lot, especially because he's had so many high heights and, um, yes. he's had the most, I would say up and down, um, high and low so far. So he's also incredibly mm-hmm. insecure and Tim gives him a really nice pep talk where, He's like, you can't design predicting what the judges will think. We just won't know. So all you can do is keep going with something that you absolutely believe in because he just needs to be righted again. Or, you know, he's sort of like veering off into a ditch (laughs) somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you can see it in his face. Like his whole body is just lost, I think. Mm -hmm. So, um, but anything to say about what we're seeing so far? no you know we go over to um uh justin next Mm -hmm. Mm um who and and you know uh tim has some real caution there oh yeah i thought this Um, was really great yeah i mean uh and and this is where you um it's interesting to kind of contrast the discussion with Justin with the discussion with Alexandria. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Um, because Tim does this thing where he, he takes a look at what Justin is sketching and what he's proposing, the fabrics that he's brought. And he's immediately like, okay, you look at these two fabrics together and it's totally Halloween. Mm-hmm. So if you have this fabric on its own, then you've got a color that's coral and it's really sort of sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. Is this a relational right, so... color um, type thing? Because it is it is an orangish color that he's trying to pair right. it with a black. Yeah. Right. And and so it's like you put it with any other color, then you've got black. And, yeah. and you've got black and then you've got Halloween and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And um, And... Justin really grasps that and that's a 
that's uh, one of those bits of Tim, um, uh, like real wisdom that isn't about, um, well, here's how you have to change the design of this dress. Like he's not telling Justin how to shape it or engineer it. Mm-hmm. He's just observing like what the material, it, you know, he's, he's just saying, this is what it's going to do on the run on the runway. Yeah. If you work with these fabrics. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, and I also just love talking about relational color <laughs> or how when you, when, yeah. you, when you juxtapose certain colors, how it changes the value, how it kind of tricks your eye. And, um, yes. and I think in terms of talking with, you know, Justin, who comes from an architectural background, um, I don't know. I just also, I love Tim in teacher mode. So that was really mm-hmm. wonderful to watch. Yeah. So, well, I mean, this is in some ways related to one of the things that I learned, uh, um, uh, in art school about painting, mm-hmm. which is that, um, generally in a painting, you do not want to um, use a pure white or a pure black. Um, That it's always better to mix other colors together or to mix something into your white. Because Mm -hmm. as soon as you have those two poles, as soon as you have pure black and pure white, they tend to drive all of the other colors towards either end of the spectrum yeah Hmm. so um they it tends to sort of heighten contrast and you and then it becomes very hard to um to uh have those colors have any life other than a sort of symbolic life yeah that's really interesting so anyway (laughs) thank you for um uh, color theory 101 um <laughs> <laughs> it's so helpful uh okay so now we have kate and i and you know in in here in listening to this because we go to kate next who's also working with an orangish fabric mm-hmm. but all of that work's already been done because it's a print and yeah. it looks like justin was trying to make some kind of print of his own uh, with with the black and you know or some graphic quality and you have Kate over here who chose a print and, <laughs> and also is integrating some of Tim's wisdom because she's like, Tim, remember how like you told me that one time that I need to let the fabric speak to me? So I literally meditated on what this fabric wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I'm just listening to the fabric. And so <laughs> so that's what she's doing. Uh, is listening to the the uh, the print, and it's got this. I don't know what you would call that. Would it be mauve? It's or eggplant. It's like an eggplant purple. I don't know. If mauve. Yeah, eggplant purple with an orange. It's already. It kind of is looking very belk-ish to me already. And um, she wanted it to transition from night to day at first, but this is. She's like it's clearly like a night dress. I mean, yeah, something that that's for um, just night, and it's just gonna, you know, do a thing, and yeah, that's that's just that. Mm-hmm. So, um, next we have Ken. Ken, 
And Ken is also working. So what I love is that there's a bridge because we went from the orange and then we went to Kate's. And then now Ken is working on this very eggplant, but more purple, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. a purple print that Tim, not a purple print. It's a purple solid. And Tim loves it. And I think this is the first person who's definitely not working with any other transitional colors or anything that's um, complimenting that. Um, and but Ken did want want this to transition from from day to night. Oh, those were my notes for Kate. Whoops, these these are my notes for Ken. Whoops, uh, got Ken and Kate mixed up. But Ken <laughs> wants to transition from night to day and is sort of following the note of the fabric. And he's like, I think it's just night because it definitely is an evening fabric. It's so it's what I thought when he first sketched at the beginning of the episode where he's like, mm, this is for like, you know, a dress down brunch or a, or a date. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense together. Yeah. So he's kind of seems like he's gotten a groove going with um, focusing on night. So, mm-hmm. And Tim's fine with it. Tim thinks it's great. Mm-hmm. So next we have Jeremy who's smoothly on a Jeremy who is oh my God. very excited about working on a tailored jacket. And then he's going to mm-hmm. make a dress underneath. Does has no idea what he's going to do, but it's going to be fitted and mid calf or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I, you know, it's like Tim then looks at these hideous platform sandals that he's got and takes them away. Like he confiscates these belt shoes from Jeremy's workstation. Cause he's like, Jeremy, please don't use these. Yeah. Please. Um, which I thought was also a wonderful teaching moment from Tim. <laughs> well, but also Jeremy is like, oh, I'm just, those are just on there for me to fake out the other designers. <laughs> Not which, true. I, which, Do you believe it? I don't believe it. Um, I, uh, I actually do believe it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I do believe that. Like, I, like at this point, I think that Jeremy is... <laughs> Um, I I I had some feelings about Jeremy <laughs> in this episode. Would you like to share some of just you can sprinkle well, them throughout? I but... think that I think that Jeremy's um cattier and snottier than you know than and and much more competitive. Oh yeah, than um than you're initially led to think. Yes. I think that he's maybe a little, it, you know, he sort of has had his his storyline of like being part of like a, a gay family, like completely usurped by Braden with his like, I'm going to propose to my <laughs> to my partner yeah. in the gay marriage challenge. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we we got an edit with him that was all about like the tribute to his grand. Yeah. Then we got like the um, I'm going to write the love letter to my partner. Mm-hmm. And these all feel like very, very stagey um, decisions hmm. that that actually. And then when you get right down to the design, mm-hmm. Like Jeremy's thing is always that he knows better than anybody else. Like, oh, I know what I know what a retail customer wants. I know yeah. what you know, um, and yet it, it it never quite 
comes off or um or or Jeremy hasn't learned that the show will tell you what the retail customer wants that yeah. that the that that what the retail customer wants is a stick that they use to beat up designers with in the same way that they use the term fashion forward <laughs> that it's like a term that's completely nebulous and doesn't mean anything but can be deployed at any moment to um sideline a designer so i'm not surprised i i totally totally took jeremy at his word that he would take like you know just take a a, take a couple of accessories off of the wall Mm -hmm. and put them on his work table and sort of look at them meaningfully And then, and and then, like at the last minute, right? You have made this other thing, and you and you use totally other accessories on your model as you're as you're getting ready to go out to to uh, to the you know what's its um, yeah. runway. I because I I actually thought because they look like you know oh my gosh like the inside of the the shoes there's like leopard print you're you're never going to see that of course but mm-hmm. i i i pictured him going up there i'm like okay so what's not madame it's going to be these mm-hmm. strappy platform super high heels with a leopard print on the inside and it's red on the outside but no yeah. i i i and i i do think that jeremy is quite mean <laughs> Jeremy is so yeah. mean. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I I I totally get that. All right. Because next we have Helen. Mm-hmm. Who, while Jeremy is super mean, Helen is very annoying to me. And I kind of yeah. say that endearingly. Just I I don't have any definitive feelings about Helen as a person, but she's just so annoying on the show because she's like, okay, what I'm doing is like a dress for like an outdoors brunch where they're drinking champagne. Do people in the South drink champagne? I'm just like, have, I mean, what? (laughs) Do they wear shoes? Do they eat? Yeah. Do they wear dresses? Do they live? It's so, it's just the most dismissive. What do you, yes, they, if they drink champagne with their grits and their possum. (laughs) Like, like what, like what the, fuck are you talking about you know they they like uh they they after they take out the buck shots from you know yeah i don't know the game that they're it's it's really uh it's insulting it's such a freaking insult um also you know i don't really remember when real housewives of atlanta came out but i have a feeling that was already on the air and I have to say, if anyone has ever watched that show, they drink champagne for any reason. They drink champagne mm-hmm. to celebrate, oh, uh, so-and-so's baby just got a new tooth in. Let's have a champagne yeah. party and celebrate that tooth. It's like, but didn't yeah. we already have like a sip and see where we had champagne there for the baby like three months ago? It's yeah. like, yeah, but it's been three months. Time for more champagne. It's just, exactly. <laughs> it's always there. Yeah. Anyway, but she's got this huge lace that she's showing to Tim, and we don't stay that long on her, so I feel like she's fine. But it's just, uh, you know, she's got the under uh, garment, the the base of the dress going, and then now she's just got to overlay that lace, and Tim seems fine with it. <laughs> so, uh, next we have, uh, oh, I have a note here that says that Alexander, 
um, calls Helen's dress a gown that looks like the 60s threw up on it. And yes. I agree. I think that's yeah. a great, great way of characterizing that dress. Yeah. So um, next we have Dom, who's, mm-hmm. whose name is Mod spelled backwards. Cause I feel like Helen has a Mod vibe going on. And then we have, <laughs> then we have Dom. And so yeah, again, she's talking to Tim about how she's sort of reacting. She, I, I call this reactionary designing <laughs> because she thinks she's, she's been safe. And so she wants to, uh, Pull it back a little bit. Um, pull it back from mm-hmm. her sporty Heidi days and doing something very minimal, very um, uh, opposite of over-designed. And Tim throws a wrench into the process by asking her, do you think that maybe this is under-designed? Which just, you know, flummoxes Dom. Like mm-hmm. she's, mm-hmm. she, uh, But Tim doesn't seem too worried because it's like, it's just a question. Reflect on this. Yeah. Do you think this is underdesigned? I'm gonna leave you with that. So yeah. Uh, spoiler: It is. Oh my gosh! It's so. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it. But we'll but we'll get to that later. I'm gonna hold it. Yeah. Because next we have Alexandria, and I would love to hear your thoughts about this interaction with Tim. Well, basically, Alexandria has is at the breaking point. She's a northiest northerner of everyone. <laughs> yeah. It shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I put her in as yeah, the epitome she's, of she's confused. Got, she went and bought like a bunch of, um, you know, she bought a bunch of different stuff. Um, and uh, like... We saw her buying this sort of gingham-y thing. Right, right. Um, but what we didn't see was that she also bought, like, 500 other, um, you know, um, you know, 500 other prints. Yeah. That are all, like, blue and white. And she's sort of, like, draping this weird skirt that's got, like, that's like a print that looks like it's um, been already been pieced together out of other yeah prints. Because would you call this burnt out? Like it looks, it's it's like a mixture of plaid and is that herringbone? Yeah, I, it's a bunch of things. I mean, you know, she's you know, in in her defense, she is from you know, is isn't her background Swedish? Yeah. So maybe when she thinks south, she thinks like Poland or Denmark. I don't, you yes. Know, it's like... <laughs> yes. Still too north, but you know she's not going all the way down to Italy. She's not going well, down to like South Africa. Yeah. Well, I, I mean they're they're both south of Sweden. <laughs> it's like everything is south. Everything is south of the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Finland and Norway, everything everything is south of Sweden. Because I would love for her to just kind of spell out what she thinks. Like you know, if we didn't give you a mission of Belk. What would you think is, you know, the Southern woman? She's like, well, in oh my, my country, God. in my Northern land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're from Oslo. Yeah. That's the South. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Copenhagen. <clears throat> um, Pardon me. So, um, so yeah, there's, you know, and, and she's just a mess and she sort of continues to fall apart. And then she has like this moment that she's like, 
I don't know. I, you know, and, and, and so Tim like kind of breaks it down and does a similar thing to what he did to, um, to what he did to Justin Mm. is that he says, well, first he says it's reading very bohemian, like, which is one of these, (laughs) um, it, it's, it's it's one of these project runway buzzwords uh, yeah. or fashion buzzwords. It's like, okay, so you want to say hippie. Yes, because it, I was like, you can have a Southern Bohemian. That would be so interesting. That's a perspective, but yeah. define it. What yeah. do you mean by that? It's not a yeah. It's not an easily transferable shorthand. Yeah. For what you think it means, and also you're talking to you're talking to Alexandria. I don't know, it because she didn't get it. She was like, wait, is that bad? Like, is Bohemian good yeah. or is Bohemian yeah. bad? She's like, is that a bad thing? <laughs> um, and 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 then he just like breaks it down further. He says, like, this is hideous. Yeah. This is hideous. Yeah. And and um and he's doing the same thing, like when he's saying to Justin, like, this look at this together, it gets really Halloween. Mm-hmm. But then but then what um you know, he says it's like it's reading like Southern Navajo. Yes. Um, and I thought and... I would be I would pull another Alexander. I'm like, OK, is that good or is that bad? Because it's, it can also be an yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, and then, uh, you know, she is. Um, I just thought I, I thought I had to do prints. I thought I had to do colors. Yeah. Why can't everybody just like black? Black's a great color. Like, well, you know, I make the case that the that the modern Southern woman, like, you know, yes, needs a black dress. Yes. But then it better be a fucking incredible black dress. Yep. And we haven't seen you put anything like that down the runway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's and, and then she is basically throws up her hands and is like, you fix it for me, Tim. <laughs> you can tell me what to do. It's like, that's why and you're Tim's here. Like, and Tim's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, you know, he says, bring an editorial eye to it. And she's like, well, that's you. You tell me. Mm-hmm. You give me the answer. Yeah. And um, and Tim is like, that's not how it works. Mm-mm. No. Like, like, I, you know, I point out a general direction for you to look at, but I'm not going to give you the answer for what to do with it. I mean, it's so freaking blunt. And what yeah. I what I also love about this and like it's such a okay because I don't there of course there isn't a one way to the south <laughs> or or the culture there but one thing that I do think is consistent is that um, southern people are very passive and sometimes passive aggressive and sometimes you know um, the way they speak there's a lot of niceties up front and I thought this interaction was so wherever. Alexandria is from it's just so northerly north 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 where she's like no Tim listen you have to tell me is this hideous is this ugly get this out can mm-hmm. you tell me uh, yes or no on this I'm gonna I'm put this fabric in front of your face just tell me my face like is this is shitty right this is shitty or is it good and I'm like man this is so not the south this is great mm-hmm. this is so funny mm-hmm. um and how flustered she is and also just in her mannerisms like there's it, there's just no way but I agree is she she could again stay stay true to yourself but again like this is such a hard this really is a a difficult challenge i've got to say 
And... Right. Well, yeah, because again, it's like a bunch of buzzwords that you cannot anticipate like how they are going to be used against you <laughs> yeah. on the runway. Right. Yeah. Like Ken, like Ken and Dom think they have this in the bag. Yes. Because they believe they have experience of the South. Right. But but every Project Runway episode is like an exercise in shifting criteria. Yep. Really, right? really is. It really is. Um, um, so anyway. But, but we kind of do get some resolution with Alexandria because she pulls out the gingham the right thing that looks like it belongs it's the right. most picnicky picnic plaid in that room and she pulls out because she started doing something with it and tim's just like just do this please forget right all just use, just use only one pattern yes. at least right and see if that's gonna work for you yeah exactly all right so tim leaves and um we have the designers going back and doing their thing and the models come in um and i think the only thing that i noticed from this uh was alexandria because she has something to put on her model and we find out who her model is and it's our long-suffering model um who uh, you know is i think she's cursed she's a sweet looking person but i think she's kind of cursed anyway but she comes in and alexandria <laughs> no. <laughs> i can't believe that it's her again, it's her again. This week. i'm just like um and i'm like and oh, it's... go ahead yeah yeah i mean it's not her fault she the it's like the designers are her curse oh uh, like, okay like... yeah i like that better that makes you feel less bad <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> so like, badly for her. Yeah. Oh, uh, because Alexandria says, "Okay, so I've decided um that um what I'm going to do is go back to my scrap design and um I'm going to make an umpire waisted dress." And I was like, "What? Alexandria yeah. is going to make an umpire waisted dress?" It just felt so un-Alexandria, and I was just like, "This poor poor model." <laughs> no. So sorry for her. No, I know. Uh Anything else with the models coming in and doing stuff? Um, I, I don't know. There wasn't. Uh, well, we hear that Justin is, um, or maybe that's afterwards. Oh, that's after. We, we can go to the models leaving because I I didn't feel yeah, as if the, this not was much too happens with the models one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, but you mean what Dom said about Justin? Because because Ju Justin and Dom have this. Uh, wonderful really little nice moment talk. yeah um because this is also a very designer moment where i'm like i don't know what you guys are talking about but i'll take your word for it that this is impressive because justin goes oh, i'm just making this dress with only two pattern pieces and i'm just like you were crazy and yeah well he <laughs> he only had like two i think he only had two yards of that oh that's fabric. right yeah he doesn't have a lot yeah, that makes so sense. so so the the coral fabric that he's using, he has very little of it, right? Um, and he basically comes up with a way to cut a kind of sheath dress, mm -hmm. and we'll get to it later on. But but um, to he fi he figures out a way to cut it with just two pieces. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, not uh, you know, not unlike the engineering marvels that we witness on Stitch in Time. Are there that are you know? And if you want to find out about that special content, please join. Please become a Patreon. I you know supporter. Even even that. <laughs> and I'm just you know just a little plug. You know just to kind of go off the project running <laughs> because what just happened is my dopamine levels or the serotonin just went way up. Just thinking about. <laughs> Because what a wonderful reference to this lovely freaking show. Um, <laughs> aw, yeah. Because, uh, you know, just, you know, kind of like a little uh, a sneak peek into it. They have to be really careful about their yardage and, and how much mm-hmm. how much they use. And so they have to measure incredibly carefully and precisely. There's so much math. But also because, mm-hmm. you know, back in the olden days, uh, you know, fabric was incredibly expensive. So... With here, with Justin, and I like to think about it too, just in terms of how resourceful he is, and and again, like not really understanding how uh, how phenomenal this is. Um, Dom tells us she's like, yeah, Justin's always thinking so creatively and differently about making his clothes, which is wonderful because um, Justin also has been sort of flying under the radar the same way Dom has been. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. Um, next, we have this moment with uh, Sonia, a.k.a. Ken's mom. <laughs> yeah. So so Ken is right. We the our other storyline is like, you know, Ken's uh, Ken, the angry black man. Right. Um who um you know is 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 feeling a whole sort of way so he calls he says he's he's not feeling homesick but he is missing his mom so he yeah. calls her and this is isn't this like the second time that we've had Ken on the phone yeah the first time was it, last it was yeah it was the last episode when he went off on on Helen on Helen yeah and he called his mom and was uh uh, piped into his spiritual, uh, his spiritual yeah. guide, aka his pastor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get we get Ken talking on the phone with his mom, and uh, we then we get like a whole. She asks about whether or not his other side mm-hmm. has uh has come out, and we get a Ken anger montage. Mm-hmm. Um. And, um, and, uh, you know, this, uh, officially marks the beginning of the Ken redemption arc. Yeah. Um, that will not get fully played out until Ken's appearance on all stars. Exactly. So but, thank you but for reminding getting... us. This is Ken's origin story. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Ken's origin story. <laughs> and, um, and, and I just, this is where I want to go back to, the thing that we were talking about at the beginning of, of this, Mm -hmm. um, this episode about this, um, really weird, um, moment that we're living in where people are, um, taking the most, um, outrageous and destructive actions filming those broadcasting those to other people 
and then acting um, surprised when they when those actions are not, um, uh, you know, uh, erasable mm-hmm. or you know. So there's there's this weird way where people are um, are recording every single thing that they do, but with zero self reflection. And constantly denying who they are. And the thing that I think is really struck me about watching Ken in this episode is that Ken is owning his own shit yeah. in this. Yeah. Like when, like, like Ken at least is clearly being put in situations where he, um, where we sort of relish his overreactions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, here's Ken, like, admitting that this is an issue for him. Yeah. That that actually his activity is his. It's not like, he's not saying this isn't who I am. Right. He's he's acknowledging that, that this is, you know, a behavior that he needs help with. And, mm-hmm. it, and we see him, like, talking, you know, with someone close to him about um, trying to deal with it. And it's clear that it's a thing that he has struggled with and that Mm -hmm. he feels the moral weight of instead of being in a position of like denying it and being like, oh, well, whatever I do is justified. Right. I was wronged first. Him going like, no, this is not this. This is um, this is behavior that reflects poorly on me and that I want to change. Yeah. 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 I, cause I, you know, again, you know, we, 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 I just, I really loved this interaction because it, it filled Ken out and it's also, it, it really, it, yeah, it definitely does go against cause it, it's like, it's a confirmation from his mother that he does do this flip thing where she said, mm-hmm. did you do that thing where you go in the bathroom, you come out a totally different person. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and the way he answers, cause he's, it's his mother and um, also a, a, a modern Southern woman. Um, mm-hmm. His mother is sitting there and it's a really loving back and forth, but I can imagine those interactions with Ken where they've had to, you know, um, figure out a way to communicate with him or, um, he's done these blowups and they still love him very, very much. And who knows like what, how that's been influencing, how that's influenced how he sees himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, I think to what you're saying is Ken is not an angry man, like an angry black man. He's a man that gets angry right. and right. he's someone who you can see that there are these very complex things that are leading up to everything. And, and even thinking about the conversation they had last, last week where his mom and his pastor were just like affirming him. I mean, like you've been right. working so hard to do this since, since you were 10, of course you're frustrated. Um, but yeah. this, but you can't let your, the person who came out, comes out of the bathroom, a totally different person um, mm-hmm. deny you of this. And it's this wonderful, complicated com- Yeah. A complex emotional person. And that's yeah. that's who we're looking at. Yeah, and it's not like you know my son right or wrong, right? Like it, like it, yes. it's not it's not a denial. 
yeah, of exactly. of what Ken does. Right, right. You yeah. know, and that I think is, uh, uh, you know, that's that's the struggle, yeah. right? That any of us have. It's like there are times in this world where we feel wronged. Mm-hmm where we are angry, where we are in pain, where, where, um, where things have been unfair to us, mm-hmm. you know, um, when what we wanted was not what other people wanted and we didn't get what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we do in those moments is something that defines us. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't like what we see ourselves doing, then we have to figure out a strategy to do something else. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think it says a lot, you know, in thinking of current shows now on the air <laughs> or how reality TV has evolved yeah. and particularly thinking of um, like the Bravo ilk when there yeah. is high conflict um, there, a, a common refrain is, Oh, you're just jealous. I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. You're just jealous. And and, yeah. and 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 so in terms of this, it's like I it's yeah, you're it's that um Yeah being able to reflect because, and, and and see because because the series format dictates that nobody ever grows. Right. Yeah. That's because yeah. next week we both know that we're gonna be at some fake event that was put together in order for us to drink a bunch and yell at each other because that's our job. Yeah. And if we're lucky, we'll stay on for like any number of seasons and that will be our job that we never learn a lesson that Mm -hmm. our lives never change that we just, um, scream at each other week after week. And then, um, and then like, you know, go talk to Andy, what's his name, you know, (laughs) every once a year. And, and it's, um, it, you know, I don't, I mean, not, not to get super profound, (laughs) but I do believe that one of the things that, um, that art, does that we use art for is to provide models for each other for how to get through the difficult terrain of our lives yeah and ultimately form matters like the form of serialized television demands that things that there be conflict but not change yeah yeah. You know, it's like in comic books, characters cannot really die. Right. Right. Because you have to put out another comic book the next month. And so if you don't let it, you know, if somebody really dies, then the story's over. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, you know, this is. You know, this season, as I as as I've said before, really feels to me like the place where Project Runway 
really went deep into game show territory. Yeah, totally. That and and thus it's not about people like learning how to be better artists or like you know um that you know or or you know having a successful business or or being excited about clothes or any of those things it's about um you know getting from one week's conflict and stress to the next and seeing who sort of stumbles along the way yeah yeah um I will say, I, I want to put in something that's like a lot less profound. I mean, I'm co-signing everything you say because, um, because like, I just have to say, I'm so thankful for Ken's mom, for Miss Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> because yes. in all of this, so as, so to sort of piggyback on what you, what you, what you're saying, how they signed off, um, very Southern where, um, I, I think he was just like, you know, it's like, I love you. Goodbye. Uh, but, but very, very wonderful where she's just like, you know, behave yourself and probably said something like, I'm going to pray for you. And she's like, well, thanks mother. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But also this is a modern Southern woman. And I, and I would have loved for Ken to be inspired by, by her for his design. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. but also just, just kind of putting, I don't know. I, I, she had her glasses on. She had these wonderful, I think she had a, a beautiful necklace. We couldn't see m- much of her, but um, but but also I I loved the the love coming through the screen. Yeah, and so she much grace, correct. incredibly yeah. graceful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a person with a with a life. It's not a person who's just on TV. Yes. Yes. Huh. all right. Well, um. We can go back into the workroom from this lovely mm-hmm. phone call and and all that uh, that it that comes from that and all that we learn of Ken because Ken is sitting next to Brayden in the work in the sewing room, not the workroom, in the sewing room mm-hmm. because Brayden has brought his dress form into the sewing room because he's decided to work in this way where he's draping and pinning, essentially draping this fitted yeah. dress. And he really likes how he's doing that. But of course, mm-hmm. it's next to Ken. There's so much plaid in Ken's face. And it's like, here we see Ken growing. So Ken's growing. <laughs> Ken mm. is being faced with a challenge immediately. Um, doesn't say such great things about this, uh, I no. will say. At least he doesn't go off on Brayden in, <laughs> in the selling room. But did yeah. you write down what Ken said about this dress that Brayden is, is working on? Doesn't he say, is this where he says something about like the tablecloth? No, it's even worse. It's about. Uh, no, I didn't write it down. What does he uh, say? Man. So he goes, mm, it looks like this dress is something that Harriet Tubman wore after, after oh, she received right. freedom. And I was yes. like, okay, so Ken, all right. Um, so many things. So complex you are. Because what you're saying is, is that a free Harriet Tubman didn't really have any fashion sense outside of slavery. She wore this in Canada. Are you saying that this is a Canadian inspired outfit? I, I just, you know, I, I, where are we going? Well, I, I mean, I think that I, I think that I would put it more in the realm of like, 
this is this is what an ignorant northerner thinks a southern woman dresses like yes that's what i think oh yeah it's like harriet tubman freeing the slaves it's like gone with the wind it's like yes it's like steel magnolias it's like that you know those are like the southern things that you know yes yes all right um not to dwell on that we can move on because uh everyone's just behind and that's sort of what we see towards the end of the day that a lot of people have struggled with this they've struggled with the concept they've struggled with pinning down who a Southern woman is and yeah. uh, they're not done. No one's near done. Um, yeah. All right. So we hit the day of the runway mm-hmm. and I, you know, I have the thought when Ken comes in, so they all come into the workroom. Dom looks haggard. Like Dom just looks yeah. like she did not get any sleep. Yeah. And Ken comes yeah. in wearing this My note amazing says, outfit. Dom is racing and it looks not so good. No, it doesn't. Her, It's all over her face. And she pretty much spends this whole time in the sewing room because she's sewing up until the very last second when Tim calls time. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of think, thinking about how they're all confused about this. So I also thought we, you know, we you could have used Ken as an inspiration. So when Ken, the way Ken dresses for a runway day, I think is very wonderful always, mm-hmm. and could have been used as a basis of a design for the modern Southern woman. Just gotta say, because like, because he was wearing mm-hmm. this wonderful lace, this black lace, um, kind of see-through sweatshirt over a white shirt. It was so smart. Anyway, mm-hmm. Just saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything to say about this? This uh, this time for the runway or hair and makeup, a lot of Scott Patrick. A lot of Scott Patrick. Unfortunately, we get Scott Patrick going, I do declare. With a white like, handkerchief. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, please, please do not. Semi-disappointing. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. There, I, uh, there's a moment, I don't know if you clocked, clock this but alexandria who is still the most confused everywhere yeah i think she goes in and and talks to scott patrick is like uh i i i don't know and he's just like takes her <laughs> yeah. hand and it's just like how about we yeah. go with pretty how about yeah. we just try very pretty <laughs> that is a really good moment <laughs> like you know what i'm just gonna make her pretty <laughs> It was the best. I was like, oh, it's the best <laughs> all season. You're so good at your job, Scott Patrick. So great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We miss you. We miss yeah. you, Scott. Rest in power. Just what a wonderful person. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think that's about all we have before we hit the runway. Any any other thoughts mm-hmm. of this very fraught time? There was a whole uh- montage with the Belk Wall. <laughs> Yeah, there's all everybody is kind of running around. We I mean, we we do get this thing of Dom being there until absolutely the last minute trying yes. to get her her hem sewn. Poor Dom. Um yeah, and then we go out onto the runway and um Heidi comes out and you know, <laughs> um takes her piece of straw out of her mouth and goes, "How do Y'all, it's like, oh my god! And everyone and, is saying y'all now. I was like, you guys thought this was so funny and so yeah. picky, but listen, yeah. everyone's into and, y'all because it's a very useful yeah. word. 
Yeah. Don't y'all y'all is a good word. But I mean, but really Heidi Klum. I know. Like mm. Mm, I know. Um and um But yeah, well, I mean, we have our yeah. normies. I'll I'll just kind of run through who we have. And we have Nina Garcia, we have Zach Posen, and Tim Gunn is there. And you know, um funny enough that you've been comparing this or or using game show as a way of characterizing this season of Project Runway. Um, So I guess it makes sense to bring on an actual game show host, Stacey Keebler, (laughs) who is hosting Supermarket Superstar. It's meant for synergy. That incredibly long-lived... The, um, that 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 really long lived game show that was on Bravo. Yeah, the iconic, the classic, classic yeah, supermarket yeah. superstar, um, on Lifetime. Uh, wow. Um, and then we have John Thomas, who is again EVP of Private Brands for Belk, who ought to be the only guest judge on this panel. Mm. And I also can imagine he probably pulled an and full and wider where he's just like, why is Stacey Keebler there? I don't get it. Um, well, and I, I, I just have to also say one thing that, um, you know, John Thomas is like British slang for penis. No. What? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, so I'm... every time this guy was was <laughs> announced, I was just like, <laughs> "Wait!" It it's... was like I I will never forget like a like there's some um some in some essay John Waters once wrote like Peter O'Toole. What kind of a <laughs> stage name is that? What's next, Muff O'Clit? <laughs> I mean, now, now it makes me want to go over that moment where I was just like, oh, he looks just like Jeremy. Like, is Jeremy <laughs> cracking up inside about this? Because, I mean, <laughs> I totally misinterpreted that whole thing. Where he's just like, oh, look at, look at someone who looks like they could be my cousin. It's like, no, it's, it's this, this guy is John Thomas. Wow. Wow, this is incredible. All right, now I know. You know, just you know. I mean, shout out to folks whose names are unintentional double entendres, yeah, but so many still. out there. Well, um, well, okay. So then, listeners, this is also where you can click on the show notes and pull up the cheat sheet and um, out your cheat sheet. So here we are. So let's get started with this runway. The first one out is a wonderful Ken, who describes mm-hmm. this outfit as being we bon chic. Um, yes. So he stuck with he stuck with purple. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Any. any yeah. I. I. I, mean, I he, he said he was going to make a purple maxi dress, and he made a purple maxi he dress. He made a purple maxi dress with a little bit of pleating detail in the front. Um. Mm-hmm. It's a very plain dress. It's also kind of like a, a ho hum, or I would say a, tepidly, done high low hem. <laughs> It's like mm-hmm. it's like kind of low and then really low. Um, it's a very demure high low idea. Definitely evening, but you know, kind of it's 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 just that. Um, next we have Helen with her mod nod 
uh yeah mermaid I'm dress gonna, yeah i i am uh i'm gonna um send you um a picture from um from the stepford wives that, <laughs> that i was thinking at the press oh made me think of um but uh yeah it's it's um you know it's it's kind of a mary quant like you know like it's it's such a 60s move that would have been like a it would have been a mini dress in the 60s Mm -hmm. this this um fabric technique but here it's it's a uh it's a maxi dress and uh you know it is not doing what she thinks it's doing let's put it that way it is not it's well made you know it's it looks finished it's done but i agree it's it it isn't doing the thing yeah all right. Next so we next we have, have Justin. Justin. Yeah. Um, I thought think? Roberta walked her legs off, and I don't mm-hmm. know if Roberta is doing like a pantomime of a Southern woman. <laughs> I don't know what Roberta's doing, but it's interesting. And she slinked on out in this dress that I thought, if it were better made, could be interesting because there are a lot of these like little blobbies. You can see sort of these shapes on the on the cheat sheet around the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. It's very orange, but um, it it didn't fit her at all. So I can kind of see what's happening, but it's pulling and it's it's there's some asymmetry. But around her right arm, so in that armpit, um, it could be just sort of the way she's standing. But there's just mm-hmm. a little bit too much fabric that's unresolved in this outfit. So mm-hmm. I, I I really didn't. This is where this is also another buzzword for Project Runway. I didn't get it. I don't get it. So uh-huh. what were your thoughts? I, I you know I think it's 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 fine and probably as a feat of engineering, it's probably much more interesting up close than it is, um than than it is at a distance on the runway. But you mm-hmm. know I think it's fine. Yeah. All right. Um next definitely a lot better than what the sketch looked like let's put it that way oh yeah definitely oh my gosh all right yeah i'm just always happy when we don't end up with an a-line from justin all right mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh next we have is uh alexander uh a first contender in the clash of the tartans part two mm-hmm. and i don't know why but alexander always manages to make a costume <laughs> And there's yes, this is less so. This is the least costume part. Yeah, I to me it was um, it was it looked almost like there was some mistaken asymmetry in the bodice, uh, mm-hmm. like the 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 bust line, which was supposed to be like a sweetheart looking thing, but the left, um, the left bust piece looks higher up on the model than the right side. I, yeah. I I, and that's partially because purpose. of the print, because it's because it's um, darker there. Yeah, it just rather than seemed um, a yeah. mistake. But it could have been something that I think if he did it intentionally, it was really interesting. But I it's... also feel like the waist is too high. Oh, the the umpireness of it, the umpireness. 
Yeah. Yeah, because if you're going to do that much volume, yeah, it it does it, it kind of is it's a problem. It, it's kind of the same problem I think that we'll get to her later. But what Kate had, um, mm, everyone, yeah, went a, I agree, kind of high. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ready for um, our northiest northerner, <laughs> Alexandria? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, our second contender. Our poor model. Oh. I mean, this, you know, it looks like it's made out of buckram, to be honest. It does. It's like weirdly stiff. It's real stiff. And so it's got, it's like these like points. I, it, it, it is, it's, it is really, really not good. A modern Southern woman. I don't know if this is the way it is before it way it is. You know, I'll just say all of my references are from my mother and my, and my father and you know, my whole family, like both families, mm-hmm. but um, growing up uh, and this is of course decades ago, but that without a slip, like she would need to wear a slip. Um, I don't think this kind of dress in a belk like store would go because it's too transparent. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cute, though. Um, it would have been a really cute idea if she did cut this into hot pants. Because if you can see in the cheat sheet um, that there is like a little undergarment that I think Alexandria made for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like I really like the way it looks. It looks like this kind of retro little swimsuit. And um, if that had been the outfit, I just was like, that would have been real cute. That would have been really cute. <laughs> but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not the outfit. Uh, it's draped. Um, uh, very also it's like yeah it's styled with a purple purse and there's a moment like before uh, before they go to the runway where Alexandria is like like they're throwing every single accessory <laughs> they can find on the yeah. model I guess that belt came from the wall yeah it must okay. have yeah that's unfortunate you know um, it just it 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 doesn't um, it doesn't look good yeah um, so next we have our third and final contender because they got to put them in a row. They got to get rid of all the mm-hmm. targets together. And yes, next yes. is Brayden. Mm-hmm. And Brayden was going for a little 50s on top and a more, it's like a, a shirt dress kind of design. Yeah, in, with in shirting fabric. Yes. In, in like a cotton shirting fabric. Yes. As opposed to the sort of the silk that, that most of the other designers are using. Yeah. It looks like there's a raw and, edge too on the. Yeah. Item. And, and I will say about this, like when you look at this in relationship to Alexander's, it's like Braden's in a certain way is more eccentric. <laughs> yeah. You know, in terms of it's like asymmetry and there's not like a like when you sort of look at how the bottom is stitched together, it's Mm -hmm. it's not like a predictable um, uh, like it it definitely is a shape that's been built out of like draping it in all these ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the model, it looks really good. It is it it doesn't have like an awkward shape to it like the amount of fabric that's but that's uh, that's you know sits below the waist does not look like it's just blo- blossoming out everywhere right. yeah um 
you know, this is the model that I um, get very anxious that I was talking about with like Ale- Alexandria's mm-hmm. outfit with the based on the shoes where I felt like it was really hanging off of her and looked really ill fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I think that this is really well fitted and it's a and it's a really um, flattering shape on her. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm, it it sort of goes into looking like an apron. And that's the only thing that (laughs) makes me a little worried Mm -hmm. about where he was Mm -hmm. going with it. uh, Because it's just like, oh, this, I don't, I think you want to take this away from the kitchen. I think you want to take this away from anything that has to do with food or preparing for a picnic (laughs) or whatever. Um, But I think, you know, if I kind of blur my eyes a little bit, he's doing really interesting things with the darker lines in this print. And they do mm-hmm. this, they're going in a, uh, you know, along the bias, sort of um, following the lines very, um, uh, very in an organized way, which is wonderful because then you have sort of room to do all of these interesting other things with the lines. Um, Mm -hmm. or even with the, um, with the hem itself. And, you know, no one said anything, you'll get to that. No one said anything about the, the raw edge, but he did it in a really, a very smart way, I think. And I think the way he styled his model, he chose some great shoes for her. I've, I've been worried Mm -hmm. about shoes on that belt wall. I'm like, I even like these shoes. They're great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. I mean, that was, well, that's the end of our tartan challenge. They even do this mm-hmm. really annoying little triptych at the end of the runway uh. <laughs> of, of this part of the runway. It's like, oh, so um, uh, that concludes um, our our battle. Uh, our, our tartan storyline. Yes. Because um, next we have Dom. Mm-hmm. And Dom's color blocked gown. With like a greenish and a and a periwinkle, so there's like a, I, I do like these colors separately, um, but together it's it's uh it yeah I don't know it didn't feel like I don't know I I didn't I didn't yeah. like it I didn't dislike it and that's the that's the thing you know there's sort of these cap sleeves or half cap sleeves that um, where the edge of them is seems like it's sort of frilled. Yeah. But it's hard to tell if that's deliberate or not. I mean, I would, I, I think that Dom has it together enough to be able to like mm-hmm. make that decision, but it's not strongly enough in one direction or the other. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree with you that if like the whole thing had been that, um, that, bottom color it would have been like really striking oh man oh like it all in periwinkle yeah yeah i would choose either of these colors as one because i i'm a sucker for anything that's close to turquoise i just love it (laughs) and i i do like that purple i think it's so unusual and and very beautiful it's i you know again Mm -hmm. like she's she wanted to show that she's able to work in color and i think she is but she couldn't help herself i don't think she could ever commit to just one color yeah i mean and it flows the the fabric flows nicely Mm -hmm. but um but it's still not it 
there's something something is kind of off there yeah yeah um and you can't see this of course but in the back there's a zipper and i think that kind of i want to know how she thought through that because it's it's kind of jarring um it's a well put in zipper it looks fine but again i think she outlined it with that turquoise or with that top green color mm. which mm -hmm. kind of you know i think it kind of distorts it a little bit from the back so yeah ready for jeremy <laughs> jeremy so jeremy uh made a very tailored jacket in this red and underneath found a print in mood that looks like a magenta or you know it kind of looks like um paper crafts that mm. were made into overlaid um using like tissue paper and overlaid into each other and, and put on a, on a print so there's like greens and reds and magentas and mm -hmm. some other like tan colors in there um yeah i i didn't hate this the second time around i remember i remember my feelings watching this the first time and thinking that jeremy just flat out was like uh, -uh no absolutely not but i think because i'm maybe because i've aged <laughs> i don't know but uh. i didn't think it was terrible i just i didn't i just thought man this jacket is such a miss um the neckline Ugh. is so wide it just feels like it's just annoying to wear like it just looked like an annoying thing to wear no, I mean, to me, this outfit looks like someone who, you know, one day will be auditioning for a White House press spokesperson. <laughs> yes, yes. It, you know, it looks... which which is a kind of modern Southern woman. And probably, right. <laughs> probably if they were honest about it, Belk probably has more of those customers than they would like to admit. Totally. But, but I, you know, the flip side of that is like Belk is like, we already have this customer. Right, right. Like, like we sell to this customer all day long. Yeah, which is sort of, I think, what they would prefer to do. And and but it's just it's this one is uh, I just, it's not good. It's just not interesting. It's so blah. Yeah, which is crazy because this print is interesting. So man yeah but not the way that it's treated as the dress no. like the like like he jeremy made the mistake of being like the centerpiece is going to be this jacket and right. then forgot that it's really hard to make an interesting jacket in a day right exactly yeah um all right kate next we have kate um i thought this was not very well made there is something a little off about the waist. Um, mm. And I thought the, the sleeves didn't quite, I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't really finished. Um, felt very short. She does a lot of these baby doll empire waist mm -hmm. types, um, type of dresses, but I, you know, but distancing myself from my preferences and the things that I would like to wear I was like, no, this is something that I would definitely see at what I think a belk is. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe not this length. I think it should have been shorter, but I mean, not shorter. Oh my God. Longer. I think it should have been longer. And uh, I don't know something. It just should have been longer. That's, that's all. Mm -hmm. yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, 
I feel like all of Kate's energy went into making sure that the print worked. Yes. Like yeah. in the design so that it's like so that you didn't have, you know, she she gets this idea of having these two kind of teardrop shapes mm-hmm. on the front of it with, with the dress, which is fine. And then she sort of has to make everything else work around that thing. So in terms of where the rest of the skirt is gathered, like 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 that really dictates a lot of what the shape of this is. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And it's like it looks like it probably couldn't be longer because then what's the next iteration of the print below that? Like, I I just feel like she's really boxed in with this. And so she made a kind of, you know, a sort of a junior-y kind of fun summer dress. But, um, yeah. Yeah, You're totally right. I mean, because I I really, it's hard to think about it because what she's trying to do now that I'm looking at it from the, at the sides, is she's also trying to work in a pleat. Like, it's not just gathered, it's pleated in there. Yeah, and that's really difficult yeah, yeah. to do with this kind of repeat. Because so. I think otherwise, it's it would really distort the shape of the print. Yeah. Like if she didn't pleat it. Yeah. Um, if she just gathered it, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So, you know. Anyway, I just okay. I don't I, I I don't think so. You know, so much of it. So, um, what happens? So there's there's our designers. Yeah. Heidi calls some names because that's the end of Mm -hmm. of the runway. And she calls out Helen, Alexandria and Justin. Mm -hmm. And those are our safe people. Alexandria Mm -hmm. is safe. Yeah. Um, So they go back in the green room and Helen is pissed. Of course, like Alexandria is relieved. because Yeah. I mean, There's Again. an amazing moment where where Alexandria, who is like if you know if Swedish people sweated, she would be like deep in flop sweat. Would it you know looks over at Helen and is like, why are you upset? Like what are you upset about? She's like, oh, you're. I mean, you're back here, isn't this? Isn't this this great? Yeah. But yeah, no, Helen really thought she had a winner. So yeah, like what you thought you were going to like, you've, you've won three times. You thought this was going to be the fourth. It's like, yeah. What are you talking about? Of course. I worked my ass off on that. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but so we, we do have our remaining designers and it's time for judging. They start off with Brayden who we find out, um, they love it and Ken is shocked. Pantakin. Yeah. Pantakin over and over and over again during this crit yeah, yes. with Brayden. Is, so so here, like during the judging, we get like, okay, when is Ken going to snap? <laughs> like the fuse has been primed. When is Ken going to snap? And so mm-hmm. every single instant um that anything nice gets said about any of the the other designers cut to ken cut to ken cut to ken yeah and ken is doing actual side eyes yeah where his face is forward but his eyes are to the left or up in the sky or 
you know, straight at the judges looking disdainful at them, disdainfully at them. And also we know that Dom is livid, but for Dom, livid just means that she's just pressing her lips together really, really tightly. Yeah, yeah. She's also very kind of like, what is happening? I'm mad. (laughs) Because Dom is also like pure professional. (laughs) Yes. She's all business, Dom. She is. Like, and, and like, like I'll, I'll mention this later on, but, but, um, yeah. I mean, we can kind of go through Brayden's critique, but I mean, they just, they just really liked all the elements that we, we spoke about. Um, right. And, um, you know, it's, I think, oh God, I want to know, they, they totally cut this to make Ken, um, to kind of play up Ken's face because, um, yeah. John Thomas <laughs> at yeah. the end calls it a modern version of country club. And I was like, yeah. Oh God. Oh, the dog whistles for, you know, I, yeah. I just found this to be so dog whistly. And I was like, Oh, you mean the modern version of the country club before they allowed blacks and Jews? Just saying, just right. saying. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, that it's, that it's a, you know, that it's a madras, like, like they go into it as a sort of madras. Yes. Plaid, yes. Right. right. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, which is preppy. So preppy. And, you know, Madras kind of reminds me of um, someone I know who went to country clothes, but in the north, so north mm-hmm. in Canada. Like it's and I, you know, it's it's a it's a very um, ubiquitous kind of reference, which is mm-hmm. also something I think would make if they if they stated that more more cleanly or even more bluntly would would have you know definitely yeah. caused Ken to blow a gasket but um yeah ready for for jeremy oh um, my god spoiler alert they did not like this uh, yeah so heidi oh gosh the kiss of death is when she asks a question and she goes oh jeremy um does this look modern to you because as she doesn't want an answer that right. she's not looking for an answer it's rhetorical right it's not it's not modern and yeah. um all the judges pretty much agree with well Heidi. and jeremy knows that he's being asked that question um that that she's calling him out right 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 he says i wanted to do a rework on a tailor jacket mm-hmm. it's like okay i don't know what that even means right um you know he 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 says yes it does look modern and he rolls his eyes as he says it yes Heidi it looks modern to me go ahead and then everybody else is like Ugh. it doesn't look modern Ugh. blah blah um, blah it's not sexy it's lady they just it missed the mark they just kind of throw the yeah. whole the whole kitchen sink at him yeah um, all right next we have Ken who describes his design as ageless, vibrant, mm-hmm. and rich in color. Mm-hmm. And we have, uh, unfortunately, Zach Posen leading off going like, oh, I'm not that interested in the dress. It's just not a wow piece. And then it kind of goes down the line of people not flat, being unflattering. Um, these are not compliments. Right. These are criticisms. And, Ken's face, well, if he could fix it even more into a, a scowl, yeah. then he, he did it. Yeah. I mean, doesn't Heidi ask him, like, where is she going? 
and and Ken says a formal wedding. Oh yes. Yes. And Heidi goes, she's going to a wedding because that of course opens the door to one of the worst things that you can ever say about somebody on Project Runway. Which is she looks like a bridesmaid. Right. Or the or the mother of or the, the mother bride. Of the bride. It's like and and you know, I just I sort of like did like a little compilation. It was like Okay, so you can't be a bridesmaid. You can't be a pageant. Uh, you know, you can't go to a pageant. You can't be a flight attendant. You can't, you know, you can't. It's like all of these places where where women would be wearing dresses to events. Yes. Where, that they would be buying dresses for. Yes. <laughs> are exactly wrong yeah and 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 this is the thing right in this um here's where i go off on fashion um because the correct answer to where is this girl going is always some undefined party that implies a kind of leisure and disposable income that actually doesn't correspond to any of the important events in somebody's life. <laughs> yeah, it can't be too practical. You can't you can't right. pin she you can't, can't pin be going her down. to prom. She can't right. be going to the she can't be going to that. She, right. she she's like all of the stuff that people do. She has to be she has to look as though she's about to participate in some vague fantasy life right like on on uh on next in fashion there is a pair of designers whose narrative of where is she going is always wrapped up in some fanciful flight from you know someone that you're cheating on your boyfriend with it's like oh she's cheating right. on her boyfriend and so then she leaves and she has nothing to wear i'm like but where were her clothes that she came to yeah. the apartment and is like, no, no, no. She uses his bed sheets and then she wraps yeah. it around her. He, she makes it into a corset. And then this is what she wears. I'm just like, but that, that never happens. And so even with yeah. this, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with saying that this is going to be formal wear. This is another thing that I think was, was really uh, misunderstood with the judges because I think they do the same thing with Dom and with someone else where they're like, Oh my God, why are you doing formal wear? Well, you didn't say that they mm -hmm. couldn't do formal wear, and I would assume you said that... it was a daytime, a daytime look or an evening or an look. evening look, exactly. And I yeah. would assume that Belk, I mean, even Macy's has a formal wear line. Like, so if I if I'm using it as a reference point, like a mid tier um, department store, then how is it? I mean, people do go to Macy's to get formal wear, yeah. and it's like these people are yeah. like, "But why would you make formal wear for right?" Elk? But the the right, but the fantasy of fashion. I mean, and and of course, I'm I'm playing a little dumb here, yeah. right? Because yeah. of course, the fashion industry sells you on a fantasy. But but today, it was just really striking to me, where on one hand, the imperative was to make something for the modern Southern woman. But on the other hand, it was like, yeah, make something for the modern Southern woman, but to utterly divorce it from anything that any actual 
woman would be doing in her life. Yes. If it looks too much like an outfit that she would wear to do her job in some way or to do something that was happening in her life, that's a problem. Right. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's just um, – it's one of the things that is very frustrating to me. I and not... I think it's a, a thing that's very frustrating, like, for, for Patrizia yes. as well. Like, when I hear her ire at certain, <laughs> like, decisions <laughs> on the show. I know, because I they didn't ask Brayden that. Or if they did, they didn't edit it into the show. And I actually would love to hear Brayden talk about where he thinks his model is going. Because I can't imagine it feels like a it feels like an uh like an evening uh silhouette, but the fabrication um kind of screws around with that in an interesting way, and I would never mm-hmm. imagine this person going to a wedding looking like this, and I wouldn't ever imagine them going to a wedding in the south looking yes. like this, but if you could come up with that or or make an argument for that, I would love to hear it. I'm open because in it's, mm-hmm. so 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 with with Ken, where this question is kind of obvious to me where she's going, that I don't yes. I'm not interested in that answer, but it feels like you know the thing that you kind of do again to bring up next in fashion. Sorry, it's it what we've come up with, uh, Patricia and I, when we realize that the the um, the judges just don't know where to go, they'll be like, well, would you sell this in a store? Could you sell right. this? Or they right. go, but this looks like something you got in the store. It's like, right. what, do you, what do you want? Like, do you want it to be sold in a store? It's a good thing or is it a bad thing? Yeah. Because it was a good thing this yeah. week and it's a bad thing next week. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Ready for Kate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, Kate introduces her by saying like, well, this feels Southern to me. Um, I picked a print. And the only person who doesn't like it is Heidi Klum, who thinks she looks mm. pregnant in the dress. And for someone who's like often um, pregnant on the show, <laughs> I just thought yeah. this was great. I'm like, but Heidi, you could wear this dress. This looks like something you would wear pregnant. And I just was like, what? Right. <laughs> right. Anyway. And she's like, it's she's really tall and it makes her. Her look short. Like, imagine somebody who isn't as tall as her. I know. She's like, how tall is your yeah. model? She's like, I'm... is this the one where they're like, how tall is she? Five? Who's 5'11"? Is this the one? Yeah. I'm like, yes. well, you're... They're like, you are, Heidi. Yeah. You're 5'11". <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's They all kind of liked it. But um, ready for Dom? Yes. Yes, so Dom, again, intros hers by saying, you know, I don't feel like this is Southern to me like Kate does. I grew up with a Southern upbringing because my mom and probably, you know, every, mm-hmm. like everyone in her family is, is you know, linked to the South somehow. And she saw it as a special occasion evening gown and wanted to make something very colorful. And mm-hmm. um, I think everyone starts off with, well, actually, John Thomas sort of, liked the vibe of it he's like i think there's a coastal vibe he didn't say which coast mm-hmm. but i'm thinking he's probably thinking more west coast um not the gulf coast maybe and uh, um, maybe maybe a um you know uh myrtle beach yes kind actually, of thing all right okay yes um but he says he's a little bit more weary of the evening gown function of it and i'm just like why <laughs> 
Why? You mm-hmm. told them you guys could do evening and they're ch- uh, anyway. That 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 them going evening or for Dom going evening as a knock is I thought was unfair. But Nina Garcia, I thought um hates the colors that she used. Thinks that they yeah. look too much like hospital scrubs with which I was like, nope, taken. <laughs> so mm-hmm. but also surprised that Dom went so safe and seemed very passionately adamant that Dom could do better. She's like, I'm just very disappointed by this. I think this is, I'm so disappointed by this. So, but in talking about this, this, how Dom is a total pro, um, I, I think her back and forth with the judges was just like, okay, all right. Yeah. She's always like, I, yes, I blew it. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and then on to Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> who did these tucky things with the dress. And uh, it seems like everyone's pretty into it. And very imp- mm-hmm. Zach Posen's very impressed by the by the construction. And they love the movement of it. And thought it walked beautifully, which I agree. And it's also a yeah. costume. And they love, the, they love the bodice, which I do not like so much. I don't know why they were so over the moon about it. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's the end of judging, and the designers go back into the waiting room, and they all look brutalized. <laughs> They're just yeah. all like, oh, that was so rough. And because it's time, well, they have to go back to their wait for this time for too close and too personal, where mm-hmm. Tim comes in and says, I have never seen the designers struggle so much. And mm-hmm. they kind of openly say, like, a lot of them – it's almost like bad. we gave them conflicting signals. Oh, oh, oh you, you, you think maybe perhaps a prompt, like the homework assignment wasn't well spelled out for them. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, Nina, Gar- I think, yeah, Nina Dar- Garcia, Nina Garcia and Tim both agree that Dom choked. Mm-hmm. And then they look at Jeremy's outfit and Nina Garcia again, cause she's like, She's been winning this segment, in my opinion, this whole season, <laughs> where she's just saving her zingers for the time when they can talk about the designers behind their backs. And she looks at Jeremy's outfit. And she goes, this is the Titanic. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, Nina. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, they get super mean so here. Mean. Like, they have, the, they have the model take the jacket off. Oh, my God. And they... Um, uh and and then they have Heidi put it on and Heidi pretends to be like a flight attendant yeah but i'm yeah. sure that all of the flight attendants that that were on you know that like when you were up in first class Heidi really appreciate that mockery of their I job know. and also this has been a challenge before on project mm-hmm. runway where they had to design flight attendant outfits Zach Posen has designed outfits for flight attendants. So has Michael Kors. Like, it's mm-hmm. a really interesting uh, ding, you know, to kind of put it bluntly. Or in terms of one of those, uh, yeah, one of those overarching zinger words that, that they're using on Project Runway. Like, it's it's an insult to be called a flight attendant. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anything else about this? Because we come out of this knowing who they they love. Like, they have a... They have, uh, two favorites, I think, uh, who's uh, Brayden and they love, <laughs> they love Alexander. Um, they, mm. they, they don't like any of the bottom threes. Um, uh, 
so so um so Ken, Jeremy and Dom, they're just incredibly incredibly upset about this. So it looks like <laughs> at the end um Heidi Klum says something very curiously. It looks like it's curious to all the other judges where she goes, you know what? I really would love to see what the bottom three would do if they really understood the challenge and who they were designing for. Meaning like a do-over for us. You know, if it was if they were more self-aware to like, you know what? We kind of screwed over some of our favorites. Uh, well, so... they, it's, it's not even it's it's not even that she says, like. It's it's clear that Brayden, like, they all miss the mark except for Brayden. Yes, yeah, yes, and that's that's made very clear once they've brought out the other designers because, so it's time to do the thing. <laughs> they bring the designers mm-hmm. back out, and Heidi is like, "That was a clear winner," and who was that again, Nayland? That was Brayden. Yeah. Brayden is a who, clear winner. <laughs> who aw shucks. And did we, we didn't, I, we didn't talk about this, but in the midst of all of the back and forth with Ken during the judging, mm-hmm. Heidi baits him continuously. Oh, yes. And goes he... like, Ken, you look like you want to roll your eyes in the back of your head. How mm-hmm. are you feeling? Are you upset? Like, mm-hmm. like. Uh, like Just over and over. him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at a certain point, doesn't he say like, I expected the judges to like plaid. It's not what, like, like he basically, you know, gets it out that it's not the South that he knows. Yes. Um, but, but she really goes in on him. Oh yeah. Like, Trying to get him to to erupt. Yes. Yeah, not a great moment. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely so like they, a producery kind of interaction yeah. from Heidi to make sure she yeah. gets those faces from Ken. I have a, a feeling. Um, yeah. So they get. So anyway, they come back out. Braden's. Um, you know, uh, Braden is is. <laughs> given the prize so we get more reaction from ken yeah so that means like the one of the plaid people from the plaid party right uh will be produced and sold and Braden says right. it's the first time that a design that is totally him which is i think like kooky and kind of wacky and mm-hmm. esoteric um it's the first time something like that will hit the market um which is interesting because it's not commercial it's not a commercial piece but this is a commercial assignment um so he goes, I think this is where he goes to, you know, Heidi wants to wear my dress. And, you know, mm-hmm. well, you can, Heidi. You just got to go to Belk.com uh, and uh, and uh, get it there. And I have to say, spoiler alert, that um, she couldn't go to Belk.com when this aired. Because this, this, this isn't something that Project Runway was doing back in the day where – what they do now is they make it if they're selling something they make it available immediately online or they kind of Mm -hmm. make sure all of this is paired with the manufacturing in the show notes i put a link to a blog post (laughs) that i think posted approximately about a year later because Mm -hmm. it didn't it took them six months to release this outfit 
Um, and I, I, and, and that's what the blog post says. So it probably wasn't a year, but maybe six months. And, um, and I have, I wondered, cause one of my, I was a little surprised that they chose this because not only do I think it's kind of, uh, it's a little kooky, it's, it's interesting, but it looked hard to manufacture. And I'm wondering if that's why it took so long <laughs> for yeah. them to come out with a piece. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was probably the case. Yeah. Um, well, it looks like Alexander and Kate are safe because, you know, uh, they were beloved. And we mm-hmm. have the bottom three left. And mm-hmm. then Heidi starts with Jeremy, Doom. Ken, Doom. Dom, Doom. Uh, we think that the three of you didn't fully understand this challenge. And uh, that maybe you could benefit from a little more time. And no, they're not being allowed to come back for next episode. No. Heidi goes, yeah. for the first well, time. I, mm, I, Wait, go ahead. I, you're actually, um, I think, not recalling this correctly. Because I, I, I think what Heidi says is, um, it just occurred to me that um, this is the first episode where we have not um, forced you all to run around hectically <laughs> this season. So we have decided. I was just like, now and I remember this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, no, I, you were right. I didn't hear this correctly at all. Um, but, because this is a get this is now a game show yeah pull back those so, Heidi layers <laughs> so so now we are going to make you race around because things have not been tense enough <laughs> and there has not been a random challenge for at least three hours today now we are going to make you run to the back pick another designer as your assistant Use whatever scraps. I mean, you know, um, rest in peace, Jeffrey, who <laughs> you know, lived to reuse and and upcycle. Um, yeah. uh, you know, run around, do all of that, and you have one hour. One okay. Now that you have put this in the game show framework i am wondering if this is also a weird synergistic tie to stacy keebler's show is this why they're doing this is this are we really now on supermarket sweeps is that what we're doing i have well it's not supermarkets i don't what's their show again oh wait no it's not supermarket star is that what it is which which, oh god what the hell is that supermarket i think that's what it's I think okay, yeah. I think it's supermarket star. It's it's whatever uh, iteration yeah. that lifetimes come up with. Oh my gosh, Nalan, that's that's terrible. Um, but yeah, yeah, so they get superstar. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, superstar. Um, which I think I think this game show was about because you know have you heard of Food Network Star? Um, where I guess. Uh. 
Let's see. It what you know. It was produced by the Weinstein's. Here we go. We're going to Wikipedia. Because Food Market Star is where um, the guy with the fire who eats all the terrible food, who had that awful restaurant in Times Square that got the worst review in in New York Times history because the reviewer only asked questions. It was just an article. It was just a review filled with, with Guy Fieri. Yes. Oh, Guy. Yes. No. 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 The idea of this is the idea of this show is that. Um, contestants pitch products oh, no. to um, mentors and then have to develop those products oh. for, you know, for placement in America's superstars and oh, no. America's supermarkets. No, that's so, fun at all. you know, I guess it's the same, the same ideas coming up with a product to be sold at Belk, except it's like, you know, um, Albertsons, you know, Pigs in a blanket or something. Yeah. Anyway. Advance. So. All right. Okay. So, that's that's so, a lot yeah. less exciting. Okay. Thank you for reading that because <laughs> you kind of like saved yourself from me going off on what a coulda shouldas. Anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they run to the back because they have to choose a partner uh, to help them. And mm-hmm. Dom chooses uh, Helen and Ken chooses Kate. Which is strategic because he right. says Kate sews very fast and she knows how to play the game. And then Jeremy chooses Alexander, which I thought was adorable. Um, yes. All right. Yeah. What do you want to say about this time here? Anything about how they're going at it? Um. You know, there's a there's a lot of running around. I don't. I. I. You know. It's. It's. Um. I. I think that. Uh, Jeremy has given up at this point. Yeah, because it's Alexander's pretty much driving him. Yeah, to decide on. Oh, it's like, oh, what about what about that bias dress that I'm so jealous of <laughs> that I wish mm. I'd made? Why don't you make another yeah. one of those and uh, but shorter? Because again, trying not yeah. to be Madame or Lady or old or mature or Mother of the Bride. Yeah. Um, and then Dom. Yeah, I, I think that in contrast with Dom because. Dom is the only one who's starting completely over as well. No, Ken is the only one that's not starting completely over. So Jeremy and Dom are are choosing whole new fabrics and Ken is just whittling down the, uh, the brunch dress. Um, Yeah. Ken's, I I mean, uh, Jeremy's is basically made up of all of the extra fabric that Alexandria did not use. Like all of the other patterns that Alexandria did not use in her dress. Yeah. So he chose like the Southern Um, Navajo print that yeah that and uh, yes and a couple of other things um uh dom is using the print that she bought and didn't use yes yeah and um yeah it's like at this point where i think it's dom is saying how she's so grateful for this do-over chance because she's just using the first design that she scrapped um be- right. Probably before that little thing about like, oh, maybe I'm over designing. That was her first dress that she designed. And so she's making it and doing a lot yeah. of free cutting. I love this moment because we get to see them make the dress. Um, she's yeah. on the floor, free handing it. Um, Kate is is kind of like helping whittle down the the hemline of the dress. And mm-hmm. we have Ken draping a shoulder and. Mm-hmm. We also have a little bit, I think mostly all of them are, are just kind of, in, they're just in the sewing room. Um, yeah. Almost the entire time. 
Yeah. I mean, we get to see people be capable. Yes. Yeah. You know? I love this part. And we don't we we don't hear any more musing about what the modern southern woman wants. Yeah, not enough time. Right? Not enough time. Yeah. Um, so Tim comes in at the hour mark. Um, mm -hmm. I did have one question. Who would you have not picked for your partner if you only had an hour? Who would you have been like, absolutely not? Um, hmm. I'm sort of surprised that Dom didn't pick Justin. Me too. Um, I, I don't know... I, Helen has had so many time management problems before, mm -hmm. but evidently um, Dom feels like they're on a wavelength and can work well together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I um, and I'll say a little bit, a little something about that at the like later on. Okay. But um, yeah, no, I I I think I probably wouldn't have gone with um with helen yeah yeah i because I, I i kind of feel like all of them are friends i think helen and and dom are yeah are really good friends with each other um but but yeah yeah i don't i don't think i would have chosen her. i mean i mean of course i wouldn't have chosen alexandria oh yeah no i think i think that's all i just wanted to talk about is how i wouldn't have chosen <laughs> <laughs> just because i could just imagine her I mean, she's already worn out. She's like, well, no, can I just yeah. like remain in my puddle right now and just yeah, yeah. be so relieved that I'm not, I don't have to do this. But I also see her as being the most upset about something like this um, happening, like yes. another element. So, but, um, but there's a lot of camaraderie going on because they're really wonderful with helping each other out. And I have to say with Helen, it was great. To, again, really nice to just see her work. Yes. Um, all right. So yeah, her agonizing is not interesting to me. No, it's not. So they come back out on the runway. And Ken is first out. Mm -hmm. And this is where listeners, listeners. So I also made a cheat sheet for you here and I named it so that I wouldn't put a spoiler alert in the show notes. Yeah. Um, the So the cheat sheet for this section is called Saved by the Belk. Mm, and so go to, that, go to that section and that's a, that's a cheat sheet. Uh, part two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Come on. Come on through pithy writing. I know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. I'm getting used to the puns here, but Belk is easy. Really good. Belk is really, uh, you know, lobbing it up yeah. for me. I'm just trying to slam him out of the park. All right. So, so what do you think about Ken's dress? I really love the shoulder on this dress. And I like, mm -hmm. I like the pleating a lot. And um, too short. But again, it's just like, I think. I think I think we're seeing the beginnings of what we are used to seeing Ken make from now on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like drapey drapey and yeah. um you know if he had an extra 2 hours there would have been a peplum peplum. So I thought this was nice. Yes. Yeah, I think strong you know point of view um it looks uh different enough. It actually I mean I I and I think like his choice of that color is like a good you know, it's like a good choice. Such a good choice. Ultimately. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And next we have Dom. Mm-hmm. This is one of the one of the dresses that I'll remember forever. I, 
I just, uh-huh. I, what I love is I think before they left out of the, the workroom, Dom was trying to straighten out this neckline because I think the asymmetry of it is a mistake. She didn't have time to center it um, mm. or miscalculated where that was supposed to go. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just happy the way it is. I think this dress is mm-hmm. fine the way it is. I, again, I'm, I make an exception. Even at this point, I was tired of high lows, but um, it kind of has a feel of Brayden's high low. And I mm-hmm. thought the back of it was just, uh, you know, I love this dress. I really loved the, the print. And I'm so, I'm so happy that she was able to do it again. So she mm-hmm. could use this, this print and come into mm-hmm. her own. It was great. I thought I, lo- I loved it. So I, I agree with you. I really, um, I really liked it. And I just want to say a quick thing, yes. which is that, um, I, and this comes from a, a lot of art teaching, years okay. and years of art teaching. <laughs> Often people f- get really frustrated and talk about um, how they hate that they worked and worked and worked on this thing and it ended up horrible. And then. Um, and then like the next day they came in and like in 20 minutes they had something finished and that they just wish that it could just be like you come in and you have the 20 minutes and it's done. Yeah. And, and my feeling is that in, in making art, no work is ever lost. Yes. Like it, it took Dom having to struggle through all of the missteps of the previous dress Mm -hmm. for her to be able to like knock this out in this way in an hour. Yeah. Yep. And this is like, like you'll remember this from when we work together, when I will say to somebody, solve the problems that you have in, in this piece, in the next piece. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly an example of that. Right. Yeah. Like, like Dom solved all of the problems that were in that previous dress in this dress. Yes. Yeah. And Instead of trying to go back in and rework the previous dress. Right. Right. And, and also goes to say, goes to show, because I, I also remember um, from, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of, it also goes to show that it's like, this is as worthwhile uh, it, it, just because it was done in an hour, um, yes. all of these dresses, it, I mean, all of them are so much more successful and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily about the amount of time that they had. And um, it's not um, always a, a given that it's going to be a throwaway. It's also different because they had help, but mm-hmm. it's a different thing doing this. You're right. After. Well, and also toiling. If they hadn't done that day of toil, they wouldn't have been able to make these. No, no. That's that's the thing that I think people often forget. Yes. It's like it. It's like the truth is that there's a certain amount of work that you have to do, and that's not negotiable. Yes. Yep. Um, I had that experience recently on a sound piece. I'll, I'll just say <laughs> where I scrapped a sound piece and then went back to it, and it was like, oh, okay, all right, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Next, we have Jeremy. 
and and Jeremy has sent a dress down the runway. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fine. It it yeah. is a better use of that fabric. I think it's a great use of that fabric. Um, better than what Alexandria was going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And again, it still has that feel. I, this could be he could do a whole line of bias dresses because this this really does feel the same as his love letter dress that he did for the glamping challenge. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. And this again, the coloration very similar. The fabrication, the feel is very similar. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think this is Jeremy's wheelhouse. This is what I've liked mm-hmm. the most that he's ever made on the show. Mm-hmm. So, um. All right, so that's the end of our runway. <laughs> Just three people. That's the end of runway number two. And uh, so, what happens? Oh my gosh! Like the judges are blown away, and I think it's mm-hmm. it's thrilling, and it's like, uh oh, they're gonna do this again. They're gonna do this again, guys. Like, wait, <laughs> Heidi has come up with a new way of torturing yeah, yeah. these wonderful designers, and they yeah. start they start off with uh, with Jeremy, and and uh, again, like. Uh, they just love the asymmetry of it. And um, I just, in my notes, I wrote Stacey Keebler's name as game show host. So the game show host goes, oh my gosh, this is so fun to wear. I think this is mm-hmm. just fun. Um, anything to say about Dom? So Dom is next. Mm-hmm. And I think, so Dom tells them like, this is the original print I was going to use. And I just want mm-hmm. to use, do something that was new, fresh and draped on her body and Heidi Klum, Nina Garcia, and the game show host all want to buy that dress. And yes. John Thomas goes front and back. This dress is interesting, and there aren't many dresses out there that it, that can accomplish this. This mm-hmm. this is this is amazing. And she gets a brava from Zach Posen. Yes, <laughs> Zach Posen. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. On to anything to say about Ken. yeah. On to Ken. And Ken says, Kate and I draped this dress to kill the bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Ken is integrating and he's responding, even though he, he yes. doled out a, a wonderful evil eye to everybody on that panel. He was like, All right, you know, I took the bridesmaid's dress comment and I decided to take her mm-hmm. into the back of the shed and mm-hmm. do this dress. So... Um, he also says this is a previous sketch. So I just worked off of an old sketch and I made this dress with the drapey shoulder and Nina Garcia again comes out with the winners. She's like, this is a hundred percent, um, an improvement. It's mm-hmm. cooler. It's sexier. It's, imp- it's an impressive confirm- uh, transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person who didn't really like it so much was Heidi Klum. Because she was actually taken aback by how short it was. She's like, it's a little short. Yes. Which is true. But Heidi Klum saying that something is short is interesting. It's sort of like, again, it's like Padma Lakshmi saying that this is too spicy. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, so what? where's the line? You like spice. <laughs> now it's too spicy. And it's Heidi Klum like, you want it to be sexier, but now it's too short. But she said it looked forced on top, and but much more modern. But essentially, mm-hmm. everyone raved about this. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. they all did it's they've they've delivered on the the fear and drama and now it can be like okay yes they all did good thank you for providing us with televisional entertainment yes um, um and and you know they go backstage they the judges are again. all like 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's between. So they, it's kind of clear that everyone loves Dom's the best. <laughs> yes. And John Thomas goes, uh, this needs to be in Belk stores. So yes. the ones who are going home, it, it's between Jeremy and Ken. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they bring them back out and it's time to announce the results. So there's a special announcement. Uh, Neilan, would you like to address who won this uh, uh I, I guess like so for your life well, moment and also well, anything special happening with this well, so for your life? Well, <laughs> not only is Dom safe, mm-hmm. but Dom is also now the co-winner of yeah. this dress yeah. of this, of this competition and will be, and the dress will be for sale in Belk. Yeah. Online and in Belk stores, right? Um, and uh, and uh, so very very comeback kid. Yes. And and this marks the um, transition <laughs> for Dom into her her emergence from the. Um, the shadows of being safe into the Dom that we know and love. Yeah. I mean, this is her first win, I believe. Mm hmm. And yes, it's her first win. She says that she, and it's her first cry on the show. She said she, she tried wasn't going to cry. She tried real hard not to cry on this damn show. And she's like, oh, and, what? <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is what I mean by the, um, her, how, what a pro she is. Mm-hmm. Like, as she's walking off, she thanks, like, everybody by name she even names a game show host this is how i knew yes. what, the, what yeah name yeah was. that's 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 what i mean by like how together dom has it it's like this is your chance you're up there you you remember people's names you you know you don't put on a big show yeah yeah you pay attention to what they tell you you listen to them yeah yeah totally all right. Well, um, do you want to ask me who's and out? And then what happens? Well, uh, so it's just Ken and Jeremy, and uh, Ken is in, which means Jeremy yeah. is out. And Ken, like, is oh my god, Ken Ken manages to leave the runway while still looking at the at at the judges. Ken so clearly <laughs> thought he was going to be out. Yes. Yeah. Like he was ready. He yeah, he he was like I thought they were going to send me home and mm-hmm. Jeremy um has a moment where he's like I disagree with the judges. Um I think my look was really strong. Um but I get to go home and see my kids and I get to drink tonight. And you know, he's already on his way out mm-hmm. before Tim Gunn is like, "Wait, wait, let me formally dismiss you and say goodbye and Let's have some feelings. And I think Jeremy was just like, nope, no feelings. Um, I don't understand this hugging thing. What is all of these tears? You know, I'm not jested. Yeah, you know, yeah. I no, just need to go. <laughs> no, I think that I think that that was him being like super pissed. Oh. Um, but but I want to actually run, run back a little bit because when Dom comes in. Yeah. And and delivers the news to everybody we yeah. get uh we get a reaction shot from brayden who's like a Shocked. little quizzical yeah 
um, that that he is now like a co-winner. We also hear under the mix, um, Helen go, "That's my skirt." Like, like, like Helen, who was so sure that she had it in the bag. Yes. With her yellow monstrosity. Right, right. Um, it is like, yeah, well, oh, so you won because I sewed that skirt for you. Yes, exactly. Oh, I totally missed that. Because I was just like, oh, that's so great. Like, how gracious yeah. can you be? Like, you you were a, a part yeah, yeah. of this win and you guys are friends. This is because yeah. I, I was looking at Braden's face more closely because he yeah. kind of looked like, oh, I'm uh, happy. <laughs> oh, shoot. I've got another threat to think about. Oh, yeah. no. Competition. Yeah. yeah. And then when Ken comes in, Ken is like, you know, says congratulations to, um, you know, to Dom. Yeah. Uh, and then, and, and then like, you know, it's like, I'm still here. Yeah. Did you hear his, are... his snarkiness at the end though? Like oh, his mean yeah. snark? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many layers, Ken, where he's like, I think, I think the right person went home. I which can definitely, Jeremy. which is Jeremy. I can definitely see someone's granny purchasing Jeremy's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and then, um, yeah. And, and then, uh, Jeremy is like, it's not sad. Like, don't be whatever. Right. Um, but is also like, I don't agree with it. I don't right. think, you know, I don't. And, um, and in a way it's like, yeah, Jeremy, um, you know, has consistently been able to deliver clothes that a not very interesting person would be able to buy at a, at a department store. Yes. Yeah. I, he is, he's not, he's, he's like, you know, professional, but not great. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And thinks he is. And that's the, what's yeah. interesting about him. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to see Jeremy go. Another one of the people that I was like, wow, he actually, I seem to remember him leaving earlier in the season. Same. But yeah. Same. Well, uh, that's, that's the end of that, you know. That's episode nine. So we've got what, four, five left? Five, five or so episodes. We still have a few more challenges. And mm -hmm. then, of course, like the double go at a, at a finale. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. We still have a ways to go with these uh, mm -hmm. long-suffering designers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we go, Nalen, would you like to share anything with our listeners? And can you remind them how they can find you? Um, I, uh, I just... Um want to remind people to uh, n l listen to um, uh, uh, Linoleum Knife if they have a hankering for um, for queer movie critics yeah. and, and adorable bear couples. 
Um, otherwise, I don't have much of anything going on right now, but you can um, follow me on uh, Twitter um, at Nalen Blake. Uh, but, you know, it's probably a good idea not to be on Twitter. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, it's, ooh, um, um, yeah, good idea. On the other hand, uh, it did just recently get a a lot nicer on Twitter. <laughs> 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 so maybe, yeah, come on Twitter and have some fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Instagram, uh, Nalen W. Blake, a, a Facebook company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe don't spend so much time on there. Um, but, uh, you can go to directly to my website, uh, nalenblake.net. And, uh, as always, uh, um, since I'm, I'm not, uh, spending time on the, uh, on the, in the workroom Facebook page, but I'd still love to hear from you and, and hear what you're thinking about all this. Um, you know, drop a, drop notes on those other platforms. Yeah. I'm happy to talk about the show with you. And Ernez, how about you? Yes. So with me, uh, you can find me at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, on all of those um, those places all over the interwebs and at ErnezDavis.com. And also uh, join us on the Workroom platform. So on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash the Workroom, if you're still comfortable being there. And on Instagram at the Workroom Podcast, where... I'm having a lot of fun uh, having some extra external hard drive room so I can make up little videos because I, I mean, <laughs> I already have in mind a little video from this episode that I'm excited to put up as well. So um, would love to hear from y'all over there. And of course, please continue sending us all of your rants and raves and gossips and feedback and questions and just thoughts to us at Gmail. So in the workroom mm -hmm. at gmail.com. And I know a lot of you appreciate that because some of you aren't on social media. So mm -hmm. uh, if you feel comfortable sending an email to, to Gmail, just send us a note there. And um, usually I like to read them and refer to them on the podcast. So let us know if you don't want us to read it and we'll just share yeah. it between all of us. So we, cause we love hearing from you, but um, want to, you know, respect your privacy. So, um, ah, all right. Well, yeah. Nailin. And and also, let's just say, like, keep each other safe. Yes. These are scary and and difficult times. Um, yeah. You know, um, and uh, you know, we care about all of you. Um, and uh, and I think the best thing we can do is try to show up for each other. So. Yep. Um, nothing out there. Uh, ditto to everything. Um, yeah. Because Nalen, I really love talking about the show with you. Again, I said this off podcast, but honestly, so great to hear your voice all the time. <laughs> it it is. Uh, I I feel exactly the same. So um, I'm I'm so happy that this um demented show and our and our crackpot opinions about it have allowed us to um be in each other's lives so much more yeah. so all right well with that um take care of yourselves and each other and until next time we'll both say goodbye bye, bye.